go, black man. My name is Damon Trained Pianist Ware. And this is Kevin Bodyguard Schneider here. <laughs> and I'm the driver. <laughs> that came out way more Travolta than I meant it to. <laughs> and this is a black white review. All right, you're listening to a black and white review. This week's episode is about the 2018 film Green Book. Green Book was directed by Peter Fairley and was written by Nick Vallelonga. 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 Brian Curry and Peter Farley. It stars Viggo Mortensen as Tony Lip and Mahershala Ali as Dr. Donald Shirley. So with the movies, just quick, what it's about is just that. So it's um, Don Shirley is a classical pianist with like a little bit of jazz, and he's careful tra- with the wording, Kevin. Careful with the phrasing. <laughs> <Careful>. Pianist, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's um, so he's now doing a tour through um, the South of America. The movie takes place in 1960. See, like two, Mar- two. It was okay, two because we actually have a green book in front of us. And two like, we have, issues, bitches. I have the right edition. I have the sixty-two edition, but I bought the wrong one at first. I bought the fifty-four, <laughs> so I was like, I need the correct edition yeah. for the time period of this movie. And it's funny enough that they actually got the cover right in the movie. This is what it looked like when Vigo had it. Oh damn! Did, I did you no, notice that? No, I didn't. His is more that. like his is more like sun faded. Oh a little, yeah, of course, more of course, beat of course. But now that you're mentioning it, fuck yeah, yeah dude, that's the exactly pattern. the same. His is like a, the white's a little more tan. That's kind of the difference. Nice, but we'll probably release a picture of our actual green books at some yeah, point yeah. You'll, you'll probably see them on our instagram or follow, something. follow us on that social i'm not yeah. doing i'm not doing more than that because you fucking know how to work that shit <laughs> <laughs> so so the movie's basically what it's about is that um Ali's character uh dr donald shirley he's um in 1962 he's touring through this the american south and he needs a driver slash bodyguard who is tony lip who's played by Viggo Mortensen, and he's a little racist. Well, he's pretty racist when the movie starts out, and it's basically the movie's about them becoming good friends. Tony becomes a better person by seeing how how Don Shirley, how he really is, and not being as judgmental. And then Don Shirley grows as well, where he's he's pretty snooty when the movie starts out, and he yeah. kind of gets a little more humble and just a little bit nicer yeah. as the movie goes on. I would, have, I would have to agree, just on the, on the point of, like, Shirley just being, like, I think, I don't know why the movie tried to pair his snootiness with, like, uh, Tony's racism. <laughs> I don't know why that was... That's, the, that's that, the, the worst quality <laughs> they could find in him. Yeah, I was like, is there anything else besides him being snooty but you know here nor there it was it was just it was funny yeah <laughs> all right so damon what did you think of the movie uh, i i i really did i liked it actually and i was surprised that um i was expecting it to i was expecting it to be more pandering only because when i remember this movie came out like everyone was like i can't believe it won best picture like it's crazy like black klansman was like you know in the was that in that same senior thing? okay cool well, well that's since you brought it up i'll say yeah there was, yeah. A, a, there was a famous line well i think it's kind of funny now spike lee how he reacted when this movie won <laughs> he said 
Because because at the same oh, time, Spike, I'm already excited. He because now jump back. So real quick, jump back in time to 1994. Spike Lee makes Do the Right Thing, also up for Best Picture, and that movie loses to Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, so he got snubbed like by another like feel good another. And his the thing Spike Lee said was a driving. He said a driving movie, another goddamn driving movie. He might not have said goddamn, but it's like another damn driving movie. He meant goddamn it, jeez. Probably that's brutal, dude. I thought it was kind of. I wasn't gonna bring it up because I was like, well. Save that for the Black Clansman episode because we're talking about Green Book, but yeah, he he was not happy about it. Well, that's the thing, and that's why I was surprised I liked it because I remember everyone saying like, "I can't believe this one. This is ridiculous." But guess what? Like this movie was good. Like, and that's what this was an Oscar movie. Like this was everything. Like to your point, yeah. driving Miss Daisy beat him. Like it beat him again. Yeah. it's like normal. it's reverse driving Miss Daisy. Real talk, <laughs> <laughs> but really not even that reverse because like fucking Shirley is still like you know. Is it like, are we going to bring up if him, are we going to bring up Don Shirley being gay like right now or? I guess and, we are, yeah. Yeah, like fuck it. Like, so, so, I, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not because like it's not really, you know. It comes I mean, up it's a mild spoiler. Mild. Also, this movie's based on real people and they, yeah. they do get most of the, I, I looked into it and then most of the facts are right but things don't happen when they happened and things don't happen quite the way they happened. Yeah. But overall from what, all the research I did. They mostly got it right, but also with movies like these, they're always going to mess shit up. People are going to say things they never really said. People are going to do things they never really did. Wasn't like one of the the kids or was like one the, of kids the kids were I, like like family was involved too. Like in some point. so 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 Nick the the one of the screenwriters is the actual son of Tony Lib. Oh, word. So yeah. Nick Nick Vel- Nick Velalonga is, is Tony Lib's son. Oh, okay. He wrote the movie. Oh, so and so he also he plays one of like the cousins or whatever at like the Christmas when they're all together. Yeah. He's one of those guys. So so at least like we know that he wouldn't like defame like his dad and like if he respects his dad's image and his yeah. like not and his relationship with this dude, why would he? You know what I mean? Like why yeah. would he? Why would he do anything fucked up? He's, one one thing he said was that Don Shirley was like a part of his childhood. Like he was around and one of his favorite memories of Don Shirley was one Christmas he gave him ice skates for for Christmas and he's like he was always a really nice man I always yeah, really liked him and also he even goes on to say like my dad was kind of bigoted until he spent the year and a half with Don because in the real life he spent about a year and a half on the road with, with Don Shirley where in the movie it's only like two months yeah because I mean you got a movie he's got a movie yeah exa- but, exactly but they get like the, the point across like, yeah. you know there, there's a montage like you see different places so who gives a shit how long it was like it, it was like there, there are moments and most 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 like change happens like in key moments anyways who gives a shit how many there were but no I liked I really did enjoy the movie like yeah. I and also after watching it like two times the pacing like it never it didn't slow it's, down it's a quick like, movie yeah, yeah it, it, two it, it, hours but it feels like an hour and yeah. a half it starts right away like pretty much like five minutes in the two main characters are meeting each other and being like alright What's now, up? What's up? Odd couple, hook up. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Activate. <laughs> and then, and then, like fifteen minutes later, they're on the road. Mm-hmm. Like it, the movie starts, it just goes. Yeah, no. I really liked. I, I liked it. Um, I didn't love it when I first saw it. Honestly, I was surprised you didn't think it was kind of pandering with the, some of the things this movie tackles. I honestly thought you were gonna find this pandering. Yeah, no, but I was. I was more interested, and we'll get into it as we go into like kind of spoiler talk. But like the 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 what interested me in the movie is that I thought it was gonna focus on like just. The regular cookie cutter bullshit, like racist movie plot, where it's okay. Like, you don't you know, say that. You don't do that here. We don't like your cat around here. <laughs> Go on, get get here, boy. <laughs> like that type of shit. Yeah. But, and that was present, but I liked more how the movie like tackled like class issues, like the differences between like rich and poor, and why. 
I liked how racist ideas were like presented in the movie. Like yeah. I, I like there was a there's str- some moments that there do was a- strong con- there, this movie had really good context, like in nuance. Like and I don't understand why people were bullshitting me about like all oh, this movie's bitch. Like it's not. I, it, it's it, I, I, I think the biggest thing was so when this movie actually first came out, it came out a lot of like I forget which um which like film festival came out on. Yeah. But it, when it came out the film festival, everyone loved it. And then when it got, got to pass that point, it's like, all right, time for it to actually go into theatrical release. It's going to be in theaters and that. And it wasn't really until it got like award buzz and when people were like, what, why is this movie getting award buzz? Why is this getting up for this and that? Really? And I think what it boils down to is the fact that it was written by three white guys. That's it? Like, that's why people were pissed about no, it? No, no. Not behind camera. Not a lot of black people were involved. The composer is a black man. I really wish I would have wrote his name down. No, I don't remember his name. No. Damn, another erasure! <laughs> but I think, that was the big, that. I think that was the big thing. And also, it was, again, I think part of the whole narrative of the, what was going on with Spike Lee with Black Klansman, mm-hmm. where it's like, look, here we are, uh, what, 14 years? No, longer than that. Like, 20, almost 20-some 20 years later. And like the the really Spike Lee makes a really thought provoking movie about race that's like doesn't pull its punches. You mm. see really nasty dark yeah, stuff, horrific shit. And then the one that's a little more cookie cutter, a little one's a little more clean, is the one that we all recognize and give the awards to. And I think that was kind of the the reaction. And it was just more of just how the, the academy reacted how the system to this movie, works. Yeah. how the system is. But yeah. also like, I really liked Black Klansman. <laughs> I thought it was really good, and yeah. I kind of get why that didn't even win Best Picture because there's. That's not the cat, dude. Like, who? No one was. I wasn't surprised when Black Klansman didn't win. I'm like Spike. Like, they don't like you, bro. Like, why do you give a shit what they yeah. think about you? Like, you're fucking. You're Spike Lee. <laughs> like, yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, really? So this movie didn't deserve the hate. Like, I I enjoyed it. I after watching it a second time, I know that you said at first the first time around you didn't like it, but I remember like the second. I was just kind of indifferent about the first time I watched it. And also, it's funny enough. I was kind of offended by some of the Italian stereotypes <laughs> because. I mean, I'm just a white guy, but for when it comes to the actual ethnicities or race that I know I am, I know I am Italian, and I know I am Irish. After that, I don't really know, if I'm being honest, because my family never really cared. My yeah. my household was always, oh, oh, so you're, you're an not, American. Oh, so you're not, like, you know, like, white supremacist? <laughs> Your family not that like, <laughs> Never. Come on. You just had to take it there, Yeah, because some white people were like that, Kevin. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, a, I, but, but my, so my point is also that when it comes to, like, actual like culture with my race like italian's probably the one i have the most tied to tie to yeah. honest to god like my grandmom is well, my grandma was 100 italian yeah. her, her father came over on the boat as a kid damn so like when it comes to actually knowing stuff about like my family the italian side is the the part i know and also my grandma made i i stand by this the greatest meatballs in the world. Fight me, nigga, Hands fight down. me! Damon will agree. <laughs> Damon has had her meatballs, Damon. So good. And I've had a couple of, like, gra- like different uh, Italian grandmothers, mothers, aunts. I'm sorry, aunts. Like, most aunts, like, ah, like, hit or miss. But grandmothers <laughs> and mothers are, 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 are where they're fucking at. But your grandmother's was, like, fucking top tier, dude. So mm-hmm. tender, so tender. Like, it's like, how is it breaking Perfect up? Perfect size. Right before, like, it's like the fork, like... <laughs> And it's like, you don't even need me. <laughs> if this wasn't hot, you'd have your fucking hands, you dummy. <laughs> oh, I'm having late. The late, the late was fucking but upon, but upon second watching the Italian stuff, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Because when I watched it again, I was like, maybe I was... Is also part of because part of this podcast we're kind of looking for racist stuff. Of course, of course. So I was probably looking for it more. But on second watch, I'm like, the only times they really feel like an Italian stereotypes is one when they're speaking Italian because like 
I mean, they're speaking Italian, so like, what the hell are you gonna do? Yeah. And then the other scenes was yeah, was, was at the end when they're having Christmas dinner together. But honestly, I kind of found it endearing the second watch because it reminded me of me and my family <laughs> at Christmas dinner. Like, it was kind of sweet. Like, I made me like the movie a little more. I'm like, you know what? This movie does kind of get the family dynamic right. Oh, I'm like, yeah, it's just like I'm eating them. No, like, like when you know, you know what's really cool that what you're speaking of like the family shit. What, what brought me like when I saw like um uh, uh what's called Tony Lips family. At, and the family dinner when the table was real packed, like real tight. Like I was like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, everyone was like, everyone's plates are on top of each other almost. But it's just a good time. Like it's fucking like you're right. The family element was really strong in this movie. Like it was a feel. I think people were are so cynical and when a feel good movie like gets gets popular and people are fucking mad about it. It's like why didn't other movie wings? People don't like having like drudgery on the fuck yeah. when, when they go to the theater. Some people like that, but those are people that are. If this was a feel good movie for most people, and like I'm sorry, dude. Like yeah. most people would like that. My wife loved it. Yeah, I liked Green Book. I watched it twice, not just for this. I would watch it again. I I consider watching it again just to make sure I was extra ready for this. But when it comes, I mean, if we're going back to Black Klansman, I've only seen Black Klansman once. I liked it a lot. Of course. But I know what I'm getting into when I watch it. So I'm like... Mm I don't really want to watch it again. Yeah, because like you also too, it's like you have to be in the mood to like watch yeah. something that specific. And like if I, I need to be like in a tear of like okay, I'm gonna watch a documentary or something more like heavy, I guess. But if I'm like okay, what's two hours? Like what I'm gonna do while I'm in the background? This is a good background movie, honestly. Like if this, if I could categorize it as anything else, like you yeah. pop this shit on, like you're just cleaning the, or whatever, the, you'll the, never forget where you're at in the movie. I love the colors in this movie so much. Uh, it looks so good. Uh, like this is America. Kind of gross. America looks fucking good. In this I remember movie. there's the one scene where Tony Lip pulls over on the side of like a random road to go out just to pee they pull the camera back and this car is so blue and there's like this mountainside that they're right next to and it's just the, the colors it looks so good this movie's so nice looking oh god alright so the movie starts out with Tony Lips he's a bouncer at like the, the hottest he's the bouncer at the hottest club in New York <laughs> It's called Forget About It. <laughs> the Coco Caban. <laughs> is it the Coco Caban? Yeah, I, dude, I, I knew mean, it was like a big deal. I was like, I didn't remember what it's it was. Because every, every time the time is like Caban, Caban, Caban. Yeah. And like it just so stuck you, in my head. You see him as a bouncer and he's like the best bouncer there is. Like he's really good Keep at doing his job. And uh, basically he finds out that the Caban is going to be closed down for a few months because they need to do renovations. So yeah. he needs to find a new job. And that's when his boss at the Caban gives him a call basically like, hey, this doctor needs a, a ride. Give him a call. All right. So then he goes to meet him and he gets up at Carnegie Hall. And he's like, like, I'm looking for a doctor's office. And then the, it's like this woman like walking in the hall. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> Who let you in here? <laughs> You're very Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and then like she points him upstairs. It's like, no, you're looking for Don, Don Shirley's um, like like residence. Which is another crazy thing. I never knew you could live above Carnegie Hall. Oh, no, I do that. That's awesome. Yeah, fuck you yeah. can't anymore. But like, <laughs> like Marlon Brando lived above Carnegie Hall at one point in time. Like a bunch of like famous like Arturs <laughs> lived above Carnegie Hall. Like men it's of, so uh, sick. A man of culture as well. I think that's so cool. Real talk. Because how when do you know when they stopped having like? Be, I think it, it was like. It was in it was in Don Shirley's lifetime because oh. I remember I told you that that little tidbit where oh, yeah, when they dude. were finally telling everyone to leave Carnegie Hall like the, when they decided like there are no more residences mm-hmm. Don Shirley had lived in there for, like he lives he lives there for over fifty years in real life Don yeah. Shirley lived in Carnegie Hall for over fifty years so when they told him like you need like you need to go we're not doing this anymore he's like fine but. Another big part of this is his piano. What kind of piano is the best one ever? Steinway. The Steinway. He's got a Steinway in his apartment. He's like, fine, but you guys are paying for the crane to pull the Steinway. 
out of the apartment, <laughs> and they did. And that's that's a that's a true story. That's not in the movie, but I that's f- an interesting I, thing I found. I fuck with petty shit like that. <laughs> yeah, this one, he was an old man, so it's just like, oh, I fuck with petty <laughs> shit like that <laughs> even harder. Yeah, you're mm. old. Fuck you, dude. Get my piano out of here. Kicking me out. But yeah, no, they meet and um. What should I call it? Like, you know, Vigo's, like, really confused because he's... He thought good. he was a doctor. Yeah, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, so what type of shit you do? Like, And, like, also, it doesn't help that, like, Shirley's, like, crib is, like, he's got the... The horns. It's, he's got like at, like just so much immaculate. A lot of that apartment is real. I've seen pictures of his real, real apartment. Oh, yeah, that's damn. that's pretty much what it was. It looked like a palace. Even, even that weird like robe that, that robe he's wearing. Yeah, I saw a picture of him wearing not that robe, but a similar robe where it's he, like it was really just 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 picture like just decadent. the most re- regal, the most regal things. You've and this ever like seen. Bronx Italians like what the fuck? It's like it's like it's like the, it's like the first black pope or something. Like that's yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> Uh, he's only missing. The only thing he's missing is like a silly ass hat. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only thing that wasn't over the top about the whole outfit. What was his lack of hat? Peter Farrelly was like, "I need a hat." Peter needed a hat. Marshall was like, "I can't do the hat, man. It's messing with my acting." <laughs> Peter's just like, "No, Marshall, we need the hat. You're already giving us so much. <laughs> we, I just need a little more." <laughs> So once so basically he gets the interview and you know he's like oh like do you have you are you comfortable working for a black man because you know it's 1962 mm-hmm. we've already seen that Tony's been a little racist but earlier in the movie when Tony's like coming waking up or coming home from work he comes inside and there's two um, black, plumbers yeah black handyman black handyman work on this and then like his whole family's there and the whole family's just like speaking in Italian like what are you doing man like you're gonna just let her be by herself with a repairman in here and this and that and it's like. And, what you, and, and, then, he, and no, what's even crazier, what pissed me off about that scene was, like, he was in the house. He was sleeping. and He was sleeping, he was sleeping there because he had, like, um, he night works shit, nights. He night works shit, nights because he works at the club. Ben, but, um, but, yeah, so it's not like his wife was alone with these men. Let yeah. alone, like, black. Let's say it's, like, 1960s and the whole culture. Like, let's, like, put a race aside. But that wasn't the reason. It's because, like, the blacks, the, the, the yeah, eggplants. Egg these egg, these eggplants near my daughter. Italian. Learning another new slur. <laughs> this is the best part of the podcast. It's not. It's the first part of the podcast. I hate it. I don't like learning new racist words. It's going to keep happening in this show. Boo. Boo your opinion. That's the best I could come up with. I, most, like, That's racism for you, it's though. Quick, it's quick and dumb. It's quick, eggplant. It's quick and dumb. And they'd say it to him a lot. There's like, but, hey, what's that eggplant parmesan doing over here? I'm looking delicious. Uh, what are you doing with that eggplant parmesan? You should be working with a chicken egg, chicken parmesan. Am I right? Am I right? And then, uh, and like, forget the, about the, it. The, the crickets are just like... <laughs> Get that gabagool out of here. So does he like disagree? Does he say like "fuck you" at first to the? Well, no, no, to, he, to the no, no, he's fine with driving because oh, okay. he he plays it off like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." He's like, "I had a few uh, colored guys at my house the other day for drinks." Because because <laughs> oh, we, we didn't bring up the oh, big part. Oh yeah, the so the joke. the big racist thing of like the not damn even tangents. not even them saying the eggplant stuff. It's that his wife is just like, "Thank you so much for like helping with the." Whatever needs to get fixed. Here, do you guys want a glass of water? Gives him a glass of water. And the movie, like, zooms in on these guys drinking the water. So, like, just to tell you that Vigo doesn't like that these guys are drinking the water in his house. And then later in the movie, we see um, his wife, like, she's taking out the trash or something like that and just sees the two glasses in the trash. Yeah, like, bro, like, you're, like, a working class family. You're not throwing nothing fucking out. Like, just on that low, I'd be like, listen, bitch, like, I'm the one doing the dishes all day. You tell me we throw a dish out. <laughs> just, <laughs> what are you, what are you that, doing? That level of racism to me, it's, it's like, how are, you, how are you going to become friends with, let 
alone work for a black man and if dr- that's how racist you are. Yeah, you're not gonna let him touch lips to shit. Like, and yeah. that's and that was like I guess one criticism you can have of the movie. It's like, how are you gonna characterize him as that like virulently racist? Yeah. And then by the end being like, because the, the movie, best buds. Because the movie does need to tell you he's racist. Like, right? Because yeah. he meets Don Shirley yeah. ten minutes in, so yeah. it's like you have ten minutes to establish he's racist, but not like super racist. Yeah. And it needs to be subtle. So like, it's so, in a subtle way, but I don't think they realize how, how insane that how insane of a portrayal that is. How yeah, far I, to go to be racist that is. Yeah, that's a good point. So, because they were like, what's a quick way to show it? Oh, let's do that. But the, the level like, that he just understood. Given, he could have just like given a look to like yeah. a black person or like maybe like shoved him. Maybe yeah, a black right. person wants to get a cup in the cabana and he's just like, eh, no. we're full tonight. Yeah. Something oh, like, Don, whoever, you can come in, of course. Not like, I don't like your DNA on any of it. I have a touch. <laughs> Levels to the racism. God, Levels to the racism. So I don't think we'll probably talk about it. I'll point out it's like just, just you're trying so hard to be racist and inconveniencing <laughs> your own life just to be racist. Dum like, dum 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 dum. So stupid. <laughs> That's why racists are. Dumb. Oh my god. Mm, it's fine. It's All right. Fine. So 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 back to the interview. He's like Don Shirley's like. Oh, like, how would you feel about working for a black man? He's just like, well, it's fine. Like, I had a black guy over for drinks the other day. And we're like, the audience is like, ah, get it? Because he's racist. (laughs) And that's when he, Don Shirley finds out that he's married. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't want you to marry a man to be driving for me because... I think he's just because he's like the distance. It's not fair to your wife. I think that's his reasoning. And yeah, it's, it's, he, yeah. I know it's fair because that's he even said you find out later that that's the reason he got divorced because he's like I'm I I, I'm I, was, on the road I was able constantly. to he's like I was able to achieve my dream as a musician and then I was married to this woman who I loved very much and respected but it wasn't fair to her and also I'd resent her if I gave up my dream and it's not fair to her for me to be on the road all the time so it's like that's why I got a divorce and yeah. like, that's totally fair and like in real life that's apparently why but also we find out later in the movie that he's gay. But in real life, he never came out as gay. There's no real evidence supporting he was gay. Does his family say? But like, he, does his family know it all? Of all the family stuff I found, like backlash, it was just more of. I mean, it was all more just like he he wasn't estranged from his family, and like he wasn't he didn't feel like a an outcast in the, the black, black community. community, like that that stuff. And it's just being defensive, like the things that the family would be defensive about. And I feel that. Yeah, and he, and also even if they let's also real talk, even if they did know, like I wouldn't like I, I like it's one thing to just like I don't know like people are sensitive about certain things, and the family is like, listen, we're we giving away so much of his shit, like why why, why and yeah, even I, if you just I, forget, I don't know. even if you forget about the whole about the race thing, like an a, an openly gay man in 1962, yeah, asking like, a lot, yeah, that is asking a lot. So even that was, it's like that would just be like, listen, like we're not gonna touch he, on this. Yeah, so in real life, he never did come out, but there were kind of like people do. Th- think he was gay mm-hmm. yeah. but there's just no definitive like he's gay there's you, you won't find it you might find like little whispers or something but it doesn't I mean it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't really matter because like it does, that wasn't really the whole point of yeah. the, of this movie or like what what it was trying to like do. it doesn't matter what, who, who who was fucking who yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah really, really in, in real life and in this movie because the movie does not take a lot of time to bit, dive into him his his sexuality and, and honestly the the scene and we'll get to it later when we when we get to it but like that was the, probably the scene that was the weakest in the whole and the whole movie just from a just from like a scene writing perspective like yeah. it just like just didn't make sense for what the hell was going on. Um, so they, so they agree. So, uh, like Tony agrees to, to drive after like, so, like, so he's like, I'm not going to hire you. And yeah. that's when he's kind of like, well, you're going in the deep South. You're going to have to deal with all this stuff. If you want to take like that little old man out there or that, he says, he calls him a chink. Yeah. That little chink over there. Yeah. About the Asian gentleman. <laughs> he says that. And, um, he kind of leaves. And then and like, then like a few days later, they get a phone call from Don Shirley basically asking the wife permission, is it okay for your husband to be gone for a few months? And it's like, great. So then that's when he decides to go on the road with um, Don Shirley. 
Yeah. And uh, I think, like, the only thing is, like, you, she, she's like, you gotta be back here. Have you back here before Christmas? Or don't come home. As an Italian woman in the sixties, like she meant that. Have <laughs> your kids on see you here? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas morning, you're dead so, to me. So then, like Tony Lips getting like the lowdown from the the record company, who's you can tell is just not about Tony Lip being oh, the driver dude. for this. Hell he's no. just like, you need to do this, this, and this. He needs to get to all his dates on time. Here's half your money. Paid. Here's half your money. Yeah. Half my. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. You get the other half when we make sure you actually take him where he needs to go. You. And then they get when they give him the titular Green Book, where that's I didn't know a Green Book was a thing, and the movie doesn't really get into the green book that often which is really annoying like that's the most annoying part about this movie is like you think that from after we dug into like you know let's look that's what we do for podcasts fucking research and the level of like interest that i had for the green book it like blossomed like the history behind it like it's so important civil rights movement like you know all of it and the movie brings it up so important three times how many times dude it's one of those things that when you actually think about it logically just knowing what you know about american history like of course this thing would this would exist the green book it makes perfect sense so the green book is it's a travel guide for for black people in the 60s and they started making them back in the uh in the 1930s uh a, a postal worker named uh, Victor H. Green started making them. He made it. First one he made was just for Harlem in New York. Um, he because re- he realized how hard it was for black people to get into hotels and restaurants like and dri- like vacation resorts. Driving, and also like the and also like what was really cool was actually like hearing the phrase in a documentary "Driving While Black." And it was like it's nice to know that like this has always been an issue because like I feel like every black kid gets the talk of like, hey, listen, like when you're driving outside, it's already dangerous because you're in a vehicle. But the extra traffic because you're black, like that talk. And this is like the reason why Victor. That's a that was like one of the key reasons why he was like, listen. The, lo- the less time you're on the road and, like, you can avoid the racist bullshit and, like, certain t- towns and hamlets in America, the better. And, and also, it's it's cool that postal workers were the yeah. ones that really initiated part of it. huge he, black he, he postal did, workers. He had this huge network of just other postal workers, a lot of predominantly black postal workers, just to get ideas of, like, hey, how is this town in this state and this yeah. and this and that? And the book grew and grew to a point where it, by the time you, we reached the 60s, Canada and Mexico and parts of the Caribbean are in this thing. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Also, like fun, fun, fun fact about um, the uh, about that little, little tidbit. You said what? What was it? Canada and Canada, and... Mexico, and I just I'm looking at my green book right in front of me. I didn't <laughs> know the Caribbean was included too. I knew I mean, Mexico and Canada, but I think like wasn't like there are certain Canada, like Mexico, may have had like um, places to stay for black people than certain parts of the United States. Yeah, like, there I, there are some states. Was it? I forget. I think it was. North, I, I think it was I, North Dakota. I, it was North Dakota. No, my guy, it was North Dakota. So, sorry, North Dakota. Sorry, bro. Calling you out. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but the reasoning, the reasoning was just that they didn't know any black people out in North Dakota, yeah. and they just didn't want to take the risk. Yeah, because real talk, like, I mean, it could have been, it could have been completely it, fine. It but been, if it wasn't, uh, then it didn't. You might get lynched. Yeah. <laughs> that's realistically, the, that's, yeah, that's, you might get lynched. You might be driving down the road, and a bunch of men dressed as, as pointy-headed ghosts <laughs> are going to chase you down, like <laughs> fucking silly dum dums. <laughs> <laughs> We're like it's like a Monty Python sketch. It's like, ooh, it goes of the south. <laughs> oh, silly kids! Fucking clowns. The fucking clowns are dude. Okay, so then, so they're giving him the lowdown of the Green Book, and he basically tells them like, some places he's gonna, um, Doctor Shirley's gonna stay here. Sometimes you're not gonna stay with him. Sometimes you're gonna be in the same hotel, and some, that's just how it is. Like you're not gonna be together the whole time. This book is gonna make sure you stay on track. To make sure they don't run into any trouble. You don't run into any clansmen. <laughs> like, try, try, try your best to avoid, like, anything that'll fuck you up. There's a lot of things they can run into. And yep. Things that we never even knew existed until we started doing some research. But we'll, we'll we'll get into that state or city when we get into it. So they're leaving 
Brooklyn, you know, Tony Lip's resisting to being his driver. He doesn't want to carry his bags. Shirley, but Shirley's he, also a pretentious asshole. Yeah. Like, so, like, no one, no, neither neither character is making it easy because they haven't they haven't developed the bond They yet. didn't have that bond yet. But to the movie's point, it's only been, like, 20 minutes? Yeah, it's only <laughs> like, been, like, 20, maybe 30 minutes, So, maybe? you're about, you say the whole movie is actually, like, it's organically, like, you're going to see these men fucking kill each other get along. So, I'm glad, I got, I'm glad they get right into it. Yeah, so they, um... They get so they drive for a little while and they're just kind of chit chat and you find out how like a little racist that they that um Tony is and how Don Shirley's just kind of just pretentious yeah like, like Tony's smoking a cigarette and he's like I can't breathe back here I mean I get that I totally get that <laughs> yeah but just the way he says it also I wonder like how like I know it's, it's like tobacco companies don't give a fuck but I feel like 1960s tobacco companies like this is like Don Shirley is like you're getting cancer please I don't need cancer right now. Like, no filter. (laughs) No, like, here's the tar right in your lungs, baby. So they live, like, a back and forth, and uh, Tony's wife gives him sandwiches for both of them, and because, like, he doesn't weigh, like, Shirley's talking to him, he eats uh, Shirley's sandwich. Because Tony likes to eat. Oh, yeah, Tony loves to eat. Loves it. He eats a lot. Apparently, that's another real thing is he would eat like crazy. Like, like a motherfucker. Oh, that, yeah. Like, did Vigo, was that a fat Vigo, pack? Vigo, 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 Vigo gained the weight. And well, honestly, what a brave actor. So they, brave. So they brave. wanted him to gain more weight, but he just couldn't do it. <laughs> and they're my, like, it's fine. My constitution. And they, Because he, he, Vigo wanted to look more like um, Tony Lib. And they were like, don't worry about it. Like, you already don't look like him enough. And, like, and you, you got his mannerisms down. Because, like, he watched no videos of Tony like, Lip. Because yeah, the real Tony Lip is actually an actor. He was on The Sopranos. Like, he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in, like, Goodfellas. And so, like, he just watched those performances to get an idea of the voice and the the, um, the mannerisms of the real Tony Lip. So then they get to they get to Pittsburgh, and it's a nice hotel. Doctor Shirley has to stay in the same hotel as him. And you kind of find out that you find out Shirley's a bit of an alcoholic. He always has this. Uh, he drinks a bottle of Cuddy, Cuddy Shark. Cuddy Shark whiskey. Is it whiskey? I think it was whiskey. A little bit brown. Some of brown liquor. He drinks it every night. And a apparently, that, apparently the, that was true, too. Damn, man. It's intense. You're lonely, dude. Like You gotta, feel like, you gotta find a way to like, kill some of that some of that horrible void in you. Besides Peony, <laughs> you need a little more sometimes. Yeah, so, I mean, this this movie just kind of just... It's a road trip. They go they go yeah, to this go, state. Go, go here. Something racist happens. Something racist happens. They, they go, go here. Say, something racist happens. Something more... Basically, they build the racism up as the story goes along. Because, I mean, it's narrative-wise, it makes sense. When probably... There's probably the same amount or less or more depending on where they were. Mm-hmm. You never really know. Yeah. So like one the one part of racism they kind of they kind of have to deal with is um when they get to the uh, they're in it's when they're in Indiana they get to the college and when when um Tony at this point Tony's a little bit they're not like bonded yet but they're like cool now yeah like they had a few moments where they're like they still don't fully respect each other but they, they haven't dapped up yet but they, <laughs> but the dap is coming <laughs> so at this point it's also just goes to show you even though Tony is a kind of a racist he still respects his job and his boss even though, so when he gets to this one college the um the piano is not a Steinway, which it's a is a piece of shit. So it's supposed to be a Steinway. It's in the contract. It's like one of the few pieces it, it, of exposition it, it, we get where yeah, it's like, it yeah, has yeah. to be a Steinway. He needs a bottle of liquor. You need to make sure that he doesn't <laughs> go into any places that don't let black people in. Yeah, it looks like a shitty, like, middle school piano. Like, if, like they just wheel this out from yeah. high school or something. That's yeah, exactly it, what it looks it, like. It was like, like, how dare you do that? They're like, supposed like, to be at, like, this big university yeah, somewhere in Indiana. Yeah, they're in Hanover, it, Indiana. I don't know what it, university I don't know either, is there. but it's a college. It should be their piano. And there's literal trash in there, like, the cups and, like, paper rolls. 
all the papers. And in real life, that actually, I don't know if it happened in, in the same state when it happened in real life, but in real life that did happen, but it was chicken bones. Ah, uh, the classic chicken bone gag. So uh, so the movie made it less racist. <laughs> hey, no, that's, that's nice. What, I don't see, that's the thing. It's like, I don't understand when movies don't make it more racist because if people were going to complain about this movie to compare it to Black Klansmen, the directors could have been like, why don't we just leave the chicken bones in there? Like, I think they may have been more worried about defending people, but I, what's the point? I of, think the like, reasoning was was that because this is still fairly early in the movies that you uh, want to build the racism off keep, as the story oh, goes but, but, along. Like, Narrative-wise, like you just said. Narrative-wise, it just makes more sense. <sighs> even though, oh, logic-wise, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Also, you probably deal with the same kind of racism or not racism depending on where you are. Like, I don't yeah, know. No, no, but dude, to your point, they're building up the racism too. Because in that scene, the chicken bones aren't there, but then the guy's like, "Well, come on, why you care about this piano? Well, you know, coons can play on anything." Yeah, and then, that's and what that, he says. But and then, but then Tony, my boy Tony, just fucking smacks the shit out of him. Smacks him so hard. <laughs> At this point, the other members of the Don Shirley trio, which I, I don't know if we forgot to, maybe I forgot to mention, they're, they're oh, yeah, they're he's, part of the he's band, band members, but they're both white guys, so they don't really have. They don't have to deal with as much stuff yeah. as Dr. Shirley. Yeah. They're white. So they, they see him do this, and you can't even see them being like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> he's with it. <laughs> yeah, so he slaps him, and he's like, what are you talking about, man? There's probably not a whole Steinway in the entire state of Indiana. He's like, well, then you better get driving, man. You got a few hours. And apparently, again, that really happened, that they were in Indiana. There were literally two Steinways in the entire state. Holy shit. And that they had to actually, like, he actually just made it in time with the piano. <laughs> With a busted eardrum, he's, he's like, I can't let the Italian hit my other ear. Oh, but no, but, but that does show that, like, even though um, Tony was, like, very bigoted and he's still doing his job, like, he's protecting, like, the talent, he's making sure that, you know, like, Shirley gets gets to, gets to perform the way he needs but, to. But also, I just remembered that the reason he slaps him isn't quite, like, who he, it's not because of he says these these coons can play on anything. Well, oh, well, he he said. says it because he's like, he's like, oh, he calls him a grease ball. He's like, come on, grease ball. Oh, damn. I thought it was because of the coon comment. Maybe, no. maybe it was a part. Ah, uh, I, I, I remember. I remember him the, a grease ball. Ah, uh, grease ball took precedence. And actually, t- yeah, no, damn, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Ah, damn. Not yet, Tony. Yeah, because that's not yet. That's one of the, the good, bad things about this is that, like, they come with the Italians kind of hard in this movie. Yeah, I know. Because when you told me about the first viewing, I was like, I liked it. And you're like, I didn't like it. But then upon the second and watch I was like damn they're coming at Italians like not hard but like the I, I always I never I kind of I kind I never like when move, like movies like match like well we have to make sure there's not a lot of black stereotypes but I don't want white stereotypes either like I just want good compelling characters yeah. and like you know stereotypes are real like because, yeah you these know, are they, based on real people yeah. and from what I've seen of the real men they do they, they do feel like the real men yeah. like I've seen like we both we watched an interview with Don Shirley mm-hmm. and and just Marshall leaves a pretty good job of getting his cadence. Yeah, like, it's because like he had a very particular vocal pattern. Yeah, Marshall so, looks nothing like not him. Not at all. But the way he spoke, I was like, you're doing a very good job of like getting the essence of what this yeah. dude was. If you look at the comparison, wasn't James Earl Jones like the the one? Yeah, James Earl Jones. We might. I'll pro- we'll probably link that somewhere because yeah, yeah, that is yeah. an interesting interview where he cool. talks about race. Yeah, and it's one of the few interviews with Don Shirley I could find because he was a very private man. Well, I'll, put that, I'll put that on the website. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send it to you. Word. All right, so then after the, that scene at the piano, then they're driving again because we're just going through state to state, progressive more races. Now we're in Kentucky, and that's when they see the uh, the Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> in Kentucky. That's, What's that ever going to happen? And Tony pulls over. No, that and also to be fair, folks, just just to know that wasn't Kev, that wasn't Kevin ad living. That's what the movie where it's like, look, Shirley, Kentucky Fried Chicken in Kentucky, and Don Shirley's like, Jesus fucking. So Christ. they pull over to get the chicken. Jesus he gets Christ. a bucket, and he's just like, how can you eat that? Blah blah. Blah, and he's just like, oh man, I was like, I don't know what to tell you, Dr. Shirley. Like, this is the 
best chick KFC I've ever had. Maybe it's because I'm in Kentucky. I don't know. He's, and he's, he's trying to get it. and he's trying to get it. Dr. Shirley to eat it. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't eat it. How do you even eat it? He's like, take it, take it. He's like, well, I might get some on my blanket because Don, Don, Dr. <laughs> Shirley right. has like this blanket. I, I, I really wish it. I, sh- I should have found out if that was true or not. I don't remember if it was. I, uh, but I like he, he, every time he sits in the car, he has like this blanket like perfectly covering his lap. Mm-hmm. So that's when he's like, well, I'll get grease on my blanket. And then Tony rightfully goes, oh, I'm gonna get grease on my blanket. <laughs> Chicken, you dummy. <laughs> you and I watched the movie. He's like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> My God, you're an adult man. Didn't you say like people were fucking mad about? So this that's scene why scene? I bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were mad about this because, but one of the things the family was mad was like he ate fried chicken before. He knew how to eat fried chicken. Blah blah blah. It's like that's not the point of the scene. The point of the scene is that this man is a very eloquent esteemed, self-respecting man who just doesn't eat with his food, which that's the actual truth. He doesn't eat with his fingers? Fingers. He doesn't eat he with his food. <laughs> he eats with his mind. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't eat with his he doesn't eat with his hands like that. Oh, so that was just so he only used, used utensils? Like, I don't know if it was only, oh. but like that's just how he was. Because <sighs> everything I found about it, this man was, mm. he just wanted to do everything with dignity grace. and like respect yeah. and grace. So, yeah, this guy isn't a man to eat with his hands like that. Yeah. So, like, he's just trying to figure out eats a chicken, and again, it's the people saying, like, of course you knew how to eat chicken. Like, that's not the point of the scene. The point of the scene is to show how Dr. Shirley is a little out of touch with the black community and how he also needs to lighten up a little bit, man. Like, just eat some chicken. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. You've never had fried chicken before. Like this. According to this movie, you've never eaten fried chicken? Just yeah, have a yeah, piece. Yeah. You might like it. Get and if you don't, throw the then Tony Lip will be like, hey, don't throw it out there. I'll take that. Because Tony, I'm Tony Lip. I eat everything. I'm Tony Garbage Can over here. <laughs> But yeah, no, and and I think like that's one of like the first times that Tony like makes it not the first comment that he's maybe he's like, come on, you people love this fried chicken, yeah. and then like Shirley's like, we're not all the same. Yeah, because he's <laughs> also surprised because on the road trip they're listening to a lot of like Aretha Franklin, oh, yeah, Little Richard, Sam Cooke, mm-hmm. and and Don Shirley doesn't know any of them. Where's that? He's like, who's that? Where which where I get that he doesn't like that's not his but music he, genre, yeah. and he's out of touch with the black community. But like or Aretha Franklin, it's the it's the nineteen sixties. Aretha Franklin. You're a human being. How do you not know these Aretha, names? Come on. Come on, my Seriously? God. Seriously? Aretha Franklin. <laughs> Ridiculous. Iconic. <laughs> Especially with like, the level of culture that he's at. You would know an iconic black woman. Like, are we in... Like, that's the one thing where a movie will do shit like that, where it's like, here's a message, but like, why are we adding this little like, this thing? Is, like, you, you were doing a good job. Like, yeah. you don't have to do this much. Yeah, come it's on, It's like man. making a movie now about, like, a white person who's, like, just more, like, out of touch with their whiteness, and it's like, who's Justin Timberlake? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's so Who funny. are the kings of Leon? <laughs> And it's like, but no, it'd be like 21 Pilots saying, like, who are the kings of Leon? <laughs> like, motherfucker, you know who they are. <laughs> you know exactly who they are. Uh, so this is when we see the first crappy hotel for um, Dr. Shirley. Oh, yeah. When we're, we're in uh, we're in Louisville, Kentucky right yeah, now. Word, yeah, The Carver yeah. Courts Motel, where, because we have our green books. Oh, I good, looked it up. Oh, good job getting the, getting the name. Is that Was that real or not? It's not real. Ah. Not a real hotel. Ah. At least according to my 1962 edition of the green book, it's not. Well, why would it be, and also, why would it be the 1956 one? If, <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 Oh, it'd be fucked up. It was like it was in 1956, and then we got the town better. Yeah. But that's also another thing that historians point out that was wrong with this movie is that the point of the Green Book is that you don't have to go to crappy hotels like this. That they yeah. have nice hotels like uh-huh. this everywhere, but and, but some places didn't. That was just the reality of the situation. And I am talking and stalling so I can pull the page up of Louisville, Kentucky for as long as possible. And I forget the alphabet, faster, so it's taking camera. way too long. You forget the alphabet? Oh God, he why well, can't just read? Does N become before K? <laughs> Oh, God, I can't think. 
You forgot how to read. You I forgot did. how to read. They now have dyslexics feel. Check check your site check your site privilege. Kentucky. These motherfuckers have glasses or nothing. Alright, so Kentucky, Louisville has a few places. I mean let's see, we got the Brown Derby Lounge, we got the Ooh, Elite Tavern Grill, nice. Frank's Service Station, Hooks Hotel, Mickey's Bar and Grill, the Allen Hotel. Which, why did you say at the Allen Hotel, man? What are you doing? Yeah. I'm looking at the green book right here. The Allen Hotel is probably nicer than the fictitious Carver Courts yeah. uh, motel. Fuck yeah. There's also Turner Drive-In. Ooh. Ooh. Damon, if we were doing this trip, we could go to a drive-in. I miss, dri- I miss movies. <laughs> also, there's the YMCA and the, du- and the YWCA? The, yeah, Young Women's, uh, at least, at least the, y, the YWCA. I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know I, there was a... You didn't? No. Yeah, no. Why? I just not as catchy. I guess <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so it's like it's not in your head as much. Why? Well, w- uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is another kind of out of touch. Like, Shirley feels yeah, out of touch yeah, with Black yeah, yeah. If you want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Because, like, this is. And that's another reason why, like, I enjoyed, like, a good portion of this movie is because it really broke down a lot of, like, the subtle types of, like, not even prejudice, but, like, there's class differences even in the same groups of people like black people aren't a monolith white people aren't a monolith like it's just people are people and in this scene like Shirley is visibly uncomfortable around these people because he has nothing in common with them it's not like you could be the same skin color the same whatever the fuck but you they, he's different and he feels like I, I I like seeing that because like a lot of black people and a lot of minorities have this I feel like this this pressure of being like well we all have to conform to like an opinion or or we're very we're always in danger of being grouped as like a group when there's always schism in the group and these people are like they think he's a butler because that's the only thing they can even think about having being dressed that yeah. nice as a black person and even he, and he feels sad about that like that's why he's like oh, I got a drink <laughs> they they can't even see me yeah being they're, they're basically they're basically in a motel parking lot just playing horseshoes I think is uh, what horseshoes doing. are fun. It's so, oh, it's so fucking fun. So like they're trying to get somebody else to play with them, and he was like, "Oh, I don't want, I, I don't play." And, this I, and that. I don't. Also, his legs are crossed. He wearing a fucking like. He's wearing a nice n- suit, like night silk robe and shit. Yeah, <laughs> Shirley's always decked out in some nice clothes. Dude, he dresses to the fucking nines at this whole movie. Like he's always like to like. No, I need my cufflinks to the shower. Does he? Does he rock a um, an ascot in this movie? I don't want to picture it because I pic- I, I picture it, but that made my brain being like, you know he does. <laughs> I think he does. I mean, and if he does, he pulls it off. Help That's us my look point. for it. Look for look look look, look for the ascot. Look for the ascot. <laughs> I don't know what it looked like. <laughs> So that's when he leaves, and this is when we get our first like really egregious racist scene where oh yeah because we're in where Tony, where Tony Lip is in his hotel room eating an entire pizza not cut, which again apparently real. Apparently his dad did that because oh, again he, oh, he folded up the the whole pizza pie like a taco shit that correct. was real apparently. <laughs> And apparently they almost weren't going to include it in the movie because they're just like... That's so outlandish. Like, there's no, the there's director no... was like, we have enough of you eating food. Like, we don't need this. He's like, but he really did this and it's so outlandish. This night, it's like, I don't know. And so they shot the scene and like Vigo fought to have it in there and that's why nice, they got the movie. Nice, Vigo. Nice. So that's when one of the members of the Down Shirley Trio shows up and is like, it's Dr. Shirley. Like, I didn't know what to do. You got to help him. And he's in a bar just getting beat up by the three just the most stereotypical racist <laughs> white dudes ever. We need... I, I actually did... The one thing I did like, the one really uh, creative use of like uh, denigrating black people's hair in the movie very creative he was like we need a you we need a brillo pad to scrub the dishes I was like I haven't heard that before <laughs> like 1960s neat we were getting better the fact that I didn't hear that I was like oh good that probably was happened all the time but I haven't had like a brillo pad come my whole fucking life black people let me know that that's a thing I'm not sure I'm not I'm not we're not a monolith I don't fucking know <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is when we start to get a little, you know, not just racism, but it's, you know, we get some xenophobia in here. Yeah. Where, where Vigo decides, like, I have a gun in my back pocket. Like, if you don't let him go, I'm just going to shoot you in the head. Yeah. And they're just like, well, God, God, geez, Skater, what if he does have a gun? He's like, he ain't got no gun, Cletus. You know he ain't got a gun. He would, another white man wouldn't shoot another white man. <laughs> it's against the white code. And Tony's just like, hey, you get, you tell me, man, I'll pull the trigger if you if you touch him again. And then that's when the bartender pulls out a shotgun. He's like, hey, you, here. not in my bar. You Yankees, get out of here. Yeah, it's like, take take your spook and leave. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you dead. Yeah. And, and that's when he gets him out of there. And mm. he's like, do you really have a gun? It's like, nah, I don't really have a gun. Hell no, bro. And then I mean, Shirley has that one moment where it's like, what were you thinking going here? Like, from now on, you don't go anywhere without me. You don't go by, like, don't go anywhere by yourself without me from now on. Like, why would you do this? Like, why would you go out and for, like, a drink, this and that? And he's like, he's like, you, you know how it is around here. And he's like, what difference would it make? If I was back in New York, like, would I still be welcomed in the same bar that you're allowed in? Yeah, it's like, would, would the conversation really be that much different? I like that a lot. I, 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 I like so... it a lot because I, the one thing that bothers me a lot with, with movies about racism is that we, we just scapegoat the South every time. Every time. And, and, and that's fucked up. First off, not true. Not true. Racism is there. Second, it's not fair to the South. And I think that's part of the reason why there's so much there is still more going. racism in the yeah, South, kind of. Yeah, because like if you get if you like vilify someone, there's no fucking proof. And then also what's fucked up about like being like, well, it's just the South. It's just historically inaccurate because like there's racism all across America. Like it's not just the South. Like it's absolutely it's a North, the Midwest, that's why the Pacific. The, that's why the Green America, Book was dude. made. Yes. Because there's everywhere. Dude, brilliant exactly. Yeah, you know right in the fucking head. That's why the Green Book exists. If it was just the South, it'd be like, Well, you just go above this median and you're good. Good. Don't cross this line. I did it. I solved racism. Surely, no. I just need to walk over here for a second. Sure. Clans would just appear in the air. Aha! Yeah. We got him! Surely, no! Oh, I just want to play yeah, piano. Yeah, dude. Fuck scapegoating. It's not right. Like, regardless of what it is, like, I, I don't fuck with scapegoating in any way, shape, or form. And the fact that it did happen in Louisville for the first really big scene, I would believe it because maybe it's a random fucking hick bar. Like, who knows? Because most, if, if, if I'm being honest, in my own yeah, experience... And looking in the green book, I just listed everything that was in Louisville. And yeah, how that's, many, how many that's was that? all the places that are certifiable. And this is, I think this is Nin- the 1962, the most this, the latest edition. I don't know if this is the latest edition, but it's one of the last editions of it. Oh, damn. Yeah, they, so, once the um the Civil Rights Act passed, they pretty much just stopped. Of course. Of course. Yeah, no. So, I mean, so I, in my experience, like when I've had the most racist shit happen to me, usually been like, you know, just small towns or areas, but like that's usually because people are just ignorant. They don't yeah. need black people, usually, but that's not even their fault either. But also, it goes to show that, like, it's a whole other level. It's not just black people. Like, they call them Yankees. Like, yeah. Like, the fact yeah, that that, that, be- that Vigo like, is damn, like, bro. you get out of here too. Neither one of you are welcome in here. Yeah, because like, it's just like, it's, and that's that's why I like the movie. It brought up the fact that, like, there's a lot of division. Like, it's not just black and white or anything else. It's like, no, like, everyone one's fighting about some shit but we have enough to like get a, the movies I like the movie because it's like so much shit that people they were fighting about but this, the moral of it, of it was like we gotta get along like we gotta, yeah. we gotta find a way to do it and if you know if Tony and, and Shirley can do it like you know or they're, if they're, or, or we're, we haven't gotten to them actually winning yet <laughs> they're still they're still at odds but eventually if they can do it we can too we can struggle with them so after this the, the next the next stop on the tour is um this really nice 
huge house Wait, where like, like a plan- where you was that, can, was that a plantation? It felt like a plantation. It looked like a plantation. It, 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 it looked like a plantation. And a lot of the people you can tell that like this is like a racist part because a lot of the people are kind of given looks about like oh god a black like, man's entertainment he's tonight. Right, he's right here. He's in a suit. Oh. What? Who's oh. he's a suit, not a butler, and all the servers are black. <sighs> all the servers are black. Do you remember when <laughs> when while while the servers were going black? Uh, oh, he fucking t- like Tony eats a thing, bro. <laughs> no, but did you hear what it was? No, it was like a pimento with cheese. What's what was it? I didn't even see what it was. I just it remember was, him throwing it up. Well, like, well, the joke was just what it was eating. It was it was like a cheese and bread and like pimento. So it's like a salami. But like, so he didn't like it. But like, that's something you get at a corner you deli. You're supposed I mean. to be at some like regal fancy thing, and <laughs> that's what you're serving. I think that was the joke. Uh, the joke was like, here's I, a here's a slice of like a hoagie tray, <laughs> even though you know you're at this rich ass house with servants everywhere. Yeah, it's like, and you're paying for like this classical jazz pianist to come play here. Here's some ham. Here's a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, like what? The, what? Because when I first watched it, I was like, what an asshole. But then when I heard what it was, I'm like. That does sound like that's not. Of, that's not right. What? <laughs> like what? what no. Where's about? the shrimp with the little dip? Yes. I Come want, on. I want it to be fancy. Or a miniature hamburger. They had those in the sixties, right? Hamburger. And then that's kind of when we get another racism right here with the uh, the bathroom scene. <laughs> no, I love I love that phrasing. Another racism. We it's get another it. racism. <laughs> because another like, racism. Because it's, it's, as sad as it is with some of the racist movies like this, is that. Like, the movie kind of does slow down when you have a racist Amazing. part like this. And also, because of the way it slows down, the way it's ha- it's edited and the way it's set in the movie is that if you cut it out, the overall story's not that affected. You just lose another moment of, like, Racism. people are racist. And yeah. Dr. Shirley had to deal with that. Yeah, and Tony like, Lip also had to, like, make sure he overcome was okay. His, overcome his racism as well. Like, you yeah. could... And, that, and that's what you said kind of at the beginning. It's like, it's just this movie is like a series of moments. It doesn't matter if they cut out, like, two years or two yeah. months or whatever. Just, like, there are moments that... You can cut the movie down, but it's a feel-good two-hour movie. Like I couldn't, I couldn't think of. There's only one scene I can think of that could be cut, cut. I could, I could argue, and we'll get yeah. to, and we'll get to that, yeah. we'll get to that later yeah. when, we, when we fucking get so to it. So this is the um, the first. Oh yeah, the, the racism is the is what the fucking they basically. The uh, oh no! Before that, dude. Before that, the. the oh, I, I thought this. I thought you were talking about no, this one. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> you are, sir. This is the real first racism. The this first, is the first racism. The first racism is like, well, you know. It is, you know, Shirley, well, basically, set, set, set the scene, Shirley is at, like, you know, he's the head of, you know, he's the guest of honor, he's at the head of the table, basically, it's like, listen, and the head of the property, or I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a, a society event, he's the guy who runs the Yeah, shit. he's clearly, like, he's the, he's the white person we're going to be identifying with for the next, uh, the five to ten minutes. Five to ten minutes? Yeah, so. He's, he, obvi- he's in charge of whatever's happening at the venue. Yeah, thank you. So, he's like, well, I'll guess the honor, Shirley, we didn't know what black people, we know what colors like to eat, so we asked our staff. And we prepared his his favorite food, fried chicken, y'all. And, and you can see him just kind of like pretend to smile and rug. But then you see Tony Lip like kind of like giving like an eyebrow look. But also you can just see that he's like trying so hard not to laugh his ass off because like yeah. the whole fried chicken scene happened. Yeah. And even Tony Lip's like, oh my god, I told you. you I learned how I learned that this is that Shirley's uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, I I told you, you black people like chicken. <laughs> That's all Tony was saying about like, I told you. But also even Tony being like, I'm growing as a person because I know that you're pissed right now. Shirley. Yes, yeah, very true. Like I remember something about you. You as a person. Yeah. yeah, very good point. Very good point. Character growth. Character growth. Yeah. So then, pretty much, 
he plays for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then he has to go and go to the bathroom. And then it's the second racism of the movie. They've been taken away. Second racism, and then he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go to the bathroom." He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" And then is it the? Is it the? the it's like same? a normal bathroom. Normal bathroom. Normal bathroom. Yeah. He, normal he's bathroom. about to go to the normal bathroom. He's like, "Oh, no, 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 not there. No, go no. there." And then you turn. And it's like you know, like oh. I, Almost like a cartoonish outhouse. Like, it's just, it's it's the shittiest outhouse. I'm pretty sure it had a crescent it, moon carved into it. It definitely did. And it was like, the wood was like green with mold. And then and the guy's trying to be like, I hear it's not bad. And Shirley's like, you ain't fucking been in there before. Yeah, right? he's, like, he's like, have you used it before? He's like, well, I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> yeah, like, motherfucker, like, they work for you. They're not going to say shit to you. And, he, and then he says, he's like, I'm either, he's like, either I go to the bathroom in there or I'm going back to my hotel to go bathroom. And then you kind of see the guy thinking about it and he goes, Oh, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, that'll take 23 minutes. Well, we'll just delay the show because that's how racist people are. It's like, no, we'll delay the entertainment because these people are so racist in here. If I explain to them, hey, this nig wants to use the bathroom. Oh, well, we'll, 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 and they're like, wait, we have to wait how long? Oh, it's fine. We'll go. We'll go 40 to 50 minutes. It's it's Kentucky. They're, he's not he's not pulling his punches to these white people when he's talking to them. Which for me is another weird racist cliche is that I don't understand. Why does it always come down to the bathroom? I know. Dude. It's always like, the bathroom. Why, why Get, Lots of stuff were segregated. So it's weird, always. Bro. I mean, I I kind of get why it's always the bathroom because I mean it's it's, it's like it's private. It's, it's private. like I, I understand like it's from a like, like the con, the con, Yeah, I it's understand. an insult. It's like it's a basic human need. Yeah, so it's a whole like genes. Like I don't want black people touching where I touch my ass. Like that's weird that you. Or care even the fact that it's like that you much. think I'm so low, I can't even like row to the restroom in the same yeah, vicinity dude, as you. Yeah. I have to go in some disgusting Racist, outhouse. Racism's dumb. But I just think it's weird that like every, so many racist movies of movies about racism, like, that's like the, the bathroom is like, they're always like the bathroom. It's like, we, there were so much more other things that were like going on. Yeah. Man. And I was like, I, I, rather... I found out recently that, that soda machines, there was a Coca-Cola machine back in the 60s that said whites Dude, only on it. You sent, you sent me that article. I was shocked. How, how, would, how would they know? <laughs> like, with, with, how would that vending machine know? With someone, wait, was, was there a a black person puts a quarter in it goes, <laughs> and it spits the quarter back at you. you. Know, we have genetic technology. <laughs> we just don't have it to the masses just for the racism. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, I'm just thinking. Like, we might still there... have cocaine in the soda, but we ain't serving you. <laughs> Was there was there a chaplain being like, whoa? <laughs> it's like, we're using our tax dollars to police the soda machines? I'd be pissed as a white person. I'd be like, what are we doing? Another instance of just What's racism just on? being inconvenient for everyone. Dude. So stupid. <laughs> so, so dumb. Uh, so then he goes to the bathroom, comes back, and then... Oh, that's when they get... Now they're in... Um, they're having like a good character moment where Shirley's helping Tony... Be more articulate, which apparently oh, this yeah. is a real thing. Oh, that, I, that, I, that was really sweet when you told me that was re- that this, so this was real. This this was about it was a sound clip from a documentary called "The Last Bohemia." It was about um, people that lived in Carnegie Hall, um, and this was like a sound clip from that. But also, it wasn't in the actual documentary. It was like an excerpt from it, and I couldn't find it online because a bunch of people removed it because I think it just it goes against the narrative of people not liking this movie. Because there's a bunch of clips of, of basically Shirley being like, we had to be friends. Like, I trusted this man with my life. Like, we couldn't be just employee-employer. Yeah. Like, I tr- like I, he, the stakes we, were so high. He's like, we were friends. And then also, the other thing, yeah, he says, I, the, the quote from him actually is, I trusted him implicitly. Tony, not only was he my driver, we never had an employer-employee relationship. We, we got to be friendly with one another. Damn. So yeah, Shirley even supports it. So also in that documentary, he he bring in that he brings up the fact that like Tony's like Tony couldn't speak. This man couldn't talk. So I had to teach this man how to actually speak correctly. So he so it's even dumber sounding in real life. Where it's like this man couldn't talk. Where in this it's just like 
I'm a guy who doesn't write letters. Hey, honey, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. You're like that a house. I, you're like a house. <laughs> All warm inside with my, you know, my feeling hot and kids so and stuff. Shirley being poetic helps him write the letters. Makes him look more. Helps him to be more articulate. And they even have like no, vocal nothing, lessons. Nothing sexier than a man in 1962 that can write a good letter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh hot diggity damn. Let, letters. That's what you brag about back mm. then. It's like my man wrote me a letter today. You got a letter once a week. <laughs> yeah. That's what the great narrative is. Because the, as the movie goes on, the letters just progressively get better oh, and better, yeah, of yeah. course. He's like fucking Chaucer <laughs> yeah. going in where, on it. Where at one point, his wife, who's played by Linda Cardellini, who, for <clears> some <throat> reason, she's typecast as the wife now. Yeah. She's the wife and the founder. She's yeah. Hawkeye's barefoot and pregnant wife in the Avengers <laughs> movies. Like, I bet she, I bet she's, 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 she's just, she's got that hot, like, mom-like face. So, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, you she's know, probably at that age now, too. She could get it. Yeah, she's <laughs> on that show on Netflix with, um... With Christina Applegate that people like Chris, get which, dead which, to me or something. I forget. People what? like it. Apparently, oh, okay. she's good in it. Fair enough. That's she's the good. point. I liked her. So in that's the one part I like. Really like. So when she's reading the uh, letters to her, I think it's either her sisters or sister-in-laws. Mm-hmm. It's her sister-in-laws, I think. And then like her her brother, who's played by oh, what's the comedian's name? Sebastian Maniscalco. So or, he's um, in the family. Some, something similar. To that. Something Italian. Yeah. So he's in the family too. So she's reading the letter to the, the girlfriends, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know he had such a heart." And that's what she says to. To, He's like, why don't you write me? Why don't like, you write me? That he goes, yeah. Why don't you uh, cook me a meal first? And, and that's and that's like fucking. That's a brutal comment. And like, everyone, oh, it's just a joke in the yeah, movie. Yeah, they're like, ha ha. Because like, no, you not even the woman coming to defense. Like, you know you don't cook if if the if your girl no, it's not your girlfriend. It's her family. And I was like, well, bitch, you really don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me one time you cooked. Oh, <laughs> your husband's God. always coming over. Yeah, oh, so they're doing God. the letters. Yeah, and the, and that's a good character moment. And of then course. that's when we end up in. Macon, Georgia? Macon, Georgia? Macon. I, 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 I always pronounce it Macon. Macon? Ma- like bacon. I don't know. I don't know. Like, because like, English is dumb. I just <laughs> saw it written. I didn't hear it said. <laughs> so I don't know. Macon. So that's when they're um they're walking and making and walking and making. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> what's, what's that? <laughs> it's um. It's it's a country song called Walking in Memphis. Oh God, <laughs> that's a. <laughs> oh, it's so, not important. I'm so black. <laughs> <laughs> so the, now they're they're walking down the street, and then they get this one. We get our next racist moment where they're at the hotel, not the hotel, the suit shop, mm. and it's kind of like you know what's gonna happen because Tony walks in, being like, "Oh, look at that where's, suit, uh, Doc." Also, we're in the south. Or that we still we're making Georgia. You said like, where's the sign? Wait, where's? Come on now, come on, bro. Like you're gonna do no a racist. Suit, if we're gonna no do suits a, for you. If we're gonna do a racism, do this shit right. Like there's there was there would have definitely been like a whites only, like no coloreds, like unless Don Shirley was just like obviously. But guess what? Actually, no, that's bullshit. He should know where he is. He's smart enough, and the movie makes it seem like he's not smart. Yeah, because like, because Tony walks in shit. and he's like, "Oh, look, we want to try on that ho- that that suit in the window." there and he's like okay great so he gets so the guy gives tony the suit and then tony immediately passes to shirley and he goes oh his skin touched it we have to burn it or you buy it wait wait you're gonna burn it why can't you just give it to me it's tainted now it's no no i i see the black yeah and they're basically just like you can't try you can't try that on you have to buy it and then we can alter it but you can't try it on and then that's when they're like all right let's go and then tony's just like ah ah <laughs> oh, oh, the racism! Oh, oh, I've grown so much, and I'm disgusted. <laughs> I didn't know racism was real. <laughs> I thought I was the only racist. <laughs> I've grown now, so now other people should have grown too, right? We're all a monolith as whites. <laughs> we sync up once a month. So that's next scene is um, I think he does another show, and then that's how we have the um, the incident at the YMCA. 
Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's like we kind of talked about earlier when they characterized at least early in the movie as gay, even though there's no real evidence or everything. This I think this was the weakest scene in the movie, regardless of like what it was revealing as his character. Like if, if you take away like him being gay or straight, it just like I understand why it was in the movie. His mo- sexuality is not relevant. Not relevant to like the main point of like what this movie is. It's like this is about like you know like the Green Book. It's about like racism. It's about class and just all these other things. I mean, I'm not trying to like talk about because gay gay rights are important too obviously but it's like but it doesn't feel like the movie even cares, cares enough get, yeah to even do it the right way if you're, gonna, if you're gonna do a gay rights thing do it good and they didn't even do it well no, like, it was just it's like, very brief it was tag, it and it's, and it's kind of gross because it's like he he was got so what they're saying in the movie is so tony has to go down to the y where he finds uh shirley handcuffed to a radiator in like the showers yeah with, right, uh, it is gross with, that with, was gross he's who, and another, another man is also handcuffed a white man he's handcuffed mm-hmm. in a radiator too and there's two police officers just being like well, yeah. someone found them, you know, doing that thing we don't understand. And, th- and this was the part, uh, this is the main scene, The one, or I should say the main part of the scene I didn't like was because, listen, you're already making Georgia, like, like, I've seen, like, a racism happen, and now one of the cops is black. Yeah, one of the cops was black, or... I mean, darker, like, I don't know. Like He looks it, like a, a very I, light-skinned man. After watching it two times, I was like, because I remember I, I, texted you, I texted you the first time, I was like, did I know as a black guy, as a cop in the in the movie? And you were like, I'm not sure I myself, actually. And the second watch, he looked pretty fucking black. Because according to the movie, this is the same place where he couldn't try on the suit. So yeah. it's just odd where it's like, a black person can't try out a suit in this town, but they can be a police officer. Yeah, um, and then I wasn't sure like if blacks were barred from like I'm, I didn't look up if blacks were barred from the police force at a certain time, part in time. But like, just it, it didn't fit. Like if they, if it was a different city, and then I saw a black officer, I could make it yeah. more believable. But in this town, like you're in the YMCA in the same area, and they're okay with a black man policing them. We're like, literally like three scenes away from the suit scene. Yeah, you've categorized unless the YMCA was different, but they haven't told us they moved anywhere, so they've categorized. No, race. it's no because yeah. I took a note of this where specifically he says because then this is where Tony bribes him to let him go because he wants to make sure he gets the tour down time. Yeah. Where he goes, I was just in your lovely town earlier today and oh, saw some nice shit. suits. You're right. And he's like, you bribed me. He's like, no, right. no, I'm you're, just a donations department you're, you're to right. buy some yeah. suits. So it's yeah. is the same town. Yeah. So they've categorized the level of racism in this town as one way, but like it just that that made me. It's mad. not just a continuity error. Like yeah, just the fact that he says I saw some nice suits in your town. So I was like, okay, so you're in the same town. You said it. Like this, this clearly isn't a mistake yeah this was a simple fix of like just don't have a like i wouldn't i seems like it, it seems dumb because like it's a nitpick but in a movie about race it really isn't a nitpick no, like, it, you it's have confusing to, yeah i'm like what's going on like what's are we in the same area is this more progressive is the downtown area more progressive than where they were at before maybe like, because the black the, the police officer is like very light-skinned and, maybe, and Mahershala is not but, he's a dark man yeah but that be if that's the case that's even more offensive like what like you think he wouldn't pass as black like that motherfucker he's <laughs> he's black <laughs> I mean, we both noticed it both times. We're like, oh, what's that? Yeah, okay, cool Maybe. movie. All right, and that's and we kind of been bringing this up throughout the whole podcast. It's like the movie I liked it, but there are moments where it's like they're a little, a little sloppy, just a little sloppy movie. Like you, but if you're doing a two hour runtime. Like you're gonna have. I feel like they could have cut that scene and then would have done anything in the movie well there's only one other time they bring it up which is actually like a few scenes later from here so oh, after yeah, yeah, so yeah. he bribes him out and he's just kind of like I told you not to go anywhere without me he's like well I thought this would be the exception and it's just like oh my god like alright well I, I, he's like you bribed he's like you paid those men you rewarded them for beating me and it's like 
I need to make sure you don't go to jail for yeah, this. He was being also, a, I didn't make sure yeah, you... Yeah, Charlie was being a bitch about that. I, yeah. like, I don't care how you get me out, motherfucker. Bail money's this bail was, money. This was basically <laughs> supposed to be the scene where, like, right before the end of the movie, where, like, the characters have to get into a fight for some reason. Yeah. This was, like, that scene. Because at this point, they're pretty much really good friends. Yeah. And so that's when... Ne- next, we're in, a, we're in a Memphis. Now we're in Memphis! <laughs> <laughs> Is that another country song? No, I was the same song. I forgot. Walking in Memphis! Walking in Memphis! Would it be anyone? Is it like someone that I would know? Honestly, I forget. Okay, I, okay, that's fair. <laughs> I forget. It's like I, an early two thousands, late nineties country song. I, so I don't know. I don't remember. So that's why. So now we're in Memphis, and Shirley actually has like a nice hotel, and they're staying in the same hotel together. And that's when uh, he runs into those Italian guys. Oh yeah, because like the movie at the beginning, like you see, we didn't like, bring saying, this up. Yeah, 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 because like it wasn't like it's it's important to I guess Tony's character, most of the overall it is. context. It is important. It, it, it is important because it comes up a couple times. But in the beginning of the movie, like you see moments where you see that Tony is affiliated or knows about the mob in the Bronx yeah. in, in the sixties. But like, he doesn't get. But you can tell he's like I don't get involved in the he, shady he's shit. On, he's on surface shit. Yeah, he's like, like I'm, I'm a bouncer. I, I'm I, I I use their connections so I get my family paid yeah but like he's not going to get down in the dirt because in the beginning before because he when he's still trying to get a job because like it's right after don shirley's like i don't think i should hire you he goes to this bar and meets like the mobster guy and he's just kind of like oh uh so you want to do some work for us down at the docks because i heard you need work and he's like what kind of work he's like you know work and it's like I'm actually I got I'm, a job. I'm I don't need I'm, fl- it. I'm flush with cash right yeah, now. Even yeah, yeah. Even though he just got fired, so yeah. you know, like, and he's just like, got denied a job. I even made, I I made like I I throughout the whole movie, it's like they're trying to portray him as like a gray. Like you you understand like he's he's still a good guy because even though he wants to provide for his family, he's not about to murder someone. Yeah. For his first one kid. So they meet. So he meets them again. When where where are they again? And they're like, in Memphis. They, they, so they meet. Yeah. So they meet again in Memphis, and they're like, Hey, you working for a black? Like what's going on? Like I, I I'm not sure if I wrote down. I think they, no, they call him an eggplant again. I call him eggplant again cool <laughs> maybe that's why i didn't maybe I was like oh apparently i actually one. i actually talked to my one friend about this apparently that is like a legitimate like a, a, actually funny enough and do the right thing apparently you know he works at the pizza shop yeah. apparently they call um spike lee's character in that movie an eggplant but they use the italian word for it oh apparently shit. the apparently the italian word is more of the slur than actually saying eggplant fair enough uh, well but, also, also the italian but racism so, the racism still getting across racism is gonna racism <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's when they're like, "What are you doing working for this guy? You should be working for us at this thing." And he's just like, and they're speaking, but they're speaking in Italian. Italian. And he's just kind of like, "Oh, like you know, like I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'll, I guess I'll meet you at the thing." And then, then they go back to the hotel, and Shirley's like, "What was that?" He's like, "Oh, those are some friends of mine. Like whatever, don't worry about it." Because at this point, Shirley thinks that he's gonna abandon him and go work for these guys. So then Shirley and him at that moment, like a little bit later, where he goes up to Tony, he's like. You've been very good, like, working for me, this and that. I want to, like, pay you more and have you do this and that. And he's like, Shirley, like, what are you talking about? Like, we agreed on what I was paid. It's fine. Like, you don't need to do any of this. And then he reveals that he knows Italian and speaks Italian like I heard what they said. And interestingly enough, apparently the real Don Shirley spoke eight different languages. Polyglot, Because we hear him, awesome. we also hear him speak Russian to one of his, uh, one of the members of his, uh, Trio, trio, trio. Mm, yeah, because he's a, one of the members of his trio is a Russian man. Oh yeah, no, no. That, that's but so he heard the entire thing. He was like, "Hey, listen," and he tries to like do the shit where he's like, "Come on, man, like, oh, I'll suck your dick. Don't leave, please, please, please. I'll give you money, whatever you want. Please, 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 don't go." And he's like, "Come on, man, like, we signed a contract." Yeah, he's like, we signed a contract. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going there. Hell no. 
Because he's like, oh, we're not dinner with. He's like, you're into that dinner, aren't you? He's like, I'm not. Like, I'm not leaving, dude. Like, come on yeah. now. Because because the movie also makes a big point is that he's a man of his word. word yeah, he's, he's a man a, of his word. Yeah, he has he 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 gives a shit about. He he's got pride in who he is. So he's like, listen, I told you, I'm gonna drive you, and regardless of what they offer me, because they're gonna give him their mop. They, he's like, oh, he's like, I'll oh, he's he, I don't know. He's, like, he's like, I'll double it. He's like, I'll double what they're paying you. And yeah. He's like, listen, man, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I, I got I got. I, I owe my allegiance to this black man now. For now, we've leaped the hurdle. We're friends now. You don't understand. <laughs> you weren't there for the rising action. You didn't see the arc. <laughs> oh, Tony, what the hell are you talking yeah, yeah. about? <laughs> he got you reading, writing letters now. What? <laughs> You're saying nice things to your wife? Oh God! Get that gabagool out of here. Gabagool. Mitchell Oh my gosh. the Italian. Do I? So what is? I think after this is when they're um. What is it? Well, they're... That oh, happens. Oh, yeah. So the they, they talk about their music where he's like, you're a great musician. Yeah. Like, no one can do what you do the way you blend. Like, like you, because this is when he reveals the... um the, the, This is true, too, is that he wanted to be... Shirley wanted to be a classical pianist, but was told repeatedly, no one's going to want to listen to a black classical pianist. Like, the white audiences will never accept you. And mm-hmm. that's why his music is more classical jazz, which apparently he really was told. And this is like a really sweet moment with Tony where Tony tells him, he's like, yeah, like you're not just playing what like Bach and, uh, Mozart and yeah. all those classical people play that yeah. I can't think of off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah. Right I know now. Chopin and like, you know, all the other like ones you Mozart, learned, like, Beethoven. Yeah, you know, the biggies, but it's he's like, like, you, you, no one plays like you, man. Like you're the shit. And he's like, I want to play classical the way I do though. It's like, but why you're writing your own original content yeah, and dude. you're mixing two genres. That's amazing. Yeah. Like that you're, you're a virtuo, like you're a fucking genius. Yeah. Like, and, and even like, the man is a genius. Even, even before, and, and to Tony's point as his character, even before Shirley's helping him write the letters, there's a scene where he's like writing back to his wife and he's like, the man's a genius. I feel like that's the reason why he's so quiet all the time. I know he's all those thoughts. He's thinking all the time. Like I think that's why he drinks. He even says that. Like, I think that's why he drinks. He has to just shut the. Fu- he has to stop thinking sometimes. Yeah. He's smart, dude. God. Oh God, such a. The characters are the best part of the movie, honestly. Now the more the more we talk about like the movie's plot fucks up, but v- Vigo and Marshall's like chemistry. Yeah, they're great. Fucking on point. Dude. Mar- Mahershala got the Oscar for this for best supporting actor, yeah. and Vigo was nominated for best leading because the, the Vigo is the lead of yeah, this movie because yeah, 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 yeah. mostly about him it's his time working with Shirley and it's from his perspective which mm-hmm. I think is another good also raises the point of just how like the fact that this movie was written by three white guys where it's like well the story is about a white guy learning from a black guy so it should be I mean not should be but it makes sense that that's the way it would be written because yeah. it's them also learning from it because this kid actually knew Don the guy who wrote this movie knew Don Shirley in real life yeah no that is that, that's very very true so it, it's, it's doing its job and yeah. they, they, they did they they both did a great job they're both really good in this movie yeah. like, there are other people in this movie but they're the only two that really matter yeah and, and that's the thing it's like if the two people are great who gives a shit like yeah. they, they'll carry movies have been carried on one person's shoulder, so both the leads are strong. They just jump back to Linda Cardellini reading letters every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so after like the good heart moment of you know no one can play the way you play, that's when we get to the um, the the super racist scene. Yeah, the the penultimate racism scene of the movie, probably. Yeah, and then I think this is in ja- like Jacksonville. We don't like, really I know. know. I, 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 I tried to figure this out. Well, the, I couldn't figure I'm, out. So I'm already kind of mad about like where they stop because we kind of goes back to what we were talking about with, with the scapegoating of the South because they because like Don 
Shirley was talking about the only reason they would go north is when they were done the tour. So they haven't been going north. They've been going further south. So yeah. for this to happen where it did, very, very inaccurate for, for, for they're, where they occur. They're probably somewhere in Louisiana. According to the movie, they're probably somewhere in Louisiana. No, because this... I had them last in Jacksonville, Mississippi, but then I didn't know after that. Was there a town after Jacksonville? No, this I... is actually before Jacksonville. This is before Jacksonville? That's what oh, I... oh, yeah, you're right. Louisiana, you're right, because I wrote Moulin Rouge Tulipo or Tulepo. Like is that in is that in Louisiana? Because they list like a bunch of towns like mad fast. Like, I might have missed that then. Yeah, dude. Like I think you're right though because Louisiana. No, I, I only really took note of the ones that like pop up really big oh, on screen. Right. Oh, okay. If it was something like small passing by, I didn't really. Okay, word. I no, missed it. No, because I think there was one town where it was like Telepo, but I don't know. No matter where it took place, I didn't There's, like where the scene took place yeah, from a, her story. According, according to like the movie's rules, it's somewhere between. Alabama and Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. And, according to like the movie. But yeah. you don't really know where. And this actually this actually apparently really happens. Mm-hmm. Almost verbatim. Yeah. But not where, not when. Oh, okay. That's the only difference. So Fair this enough. scene is they drive they get lost on the road and they end up in a sundown town. Yeah, sundown towns. And that's the reason why like when I really realize where they were stopped, it's like most sundown towns like didn't really they weren't they weren't in the south. Like they're predominantly like a north north like a Midwest Pacific West type thing for most of it. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, realistically like when like black people were first in the south, like back in like the late 1800s, like they would like some people did a great migration at one point, but at, but usually like south so southern southern people wanted black people in their towns for manual labor, like the shit job. So it's like they the, the culture was they used to be slaves, so why we let them not be our maids, our, our nannies, like our cooks and shit. Sure, so Exactly. So it's not like they were keeping them by the kindness of their fucking hearts, but they were like, listen, they do like the bitch work, so we need bitches. Whereas the northern towns, where most sundown towns were, their thing was... Listen, like blacks are a problem. We don't want them in the town. Let's just try expel them in some way, shape, or form. And then once they leave, they would say it's a, we were all white. Now we're not letting anyone else that ain't white in, like regardless. And then, and then also, this didn't just happen to black people. It happened to Chinese people. It happened to Indian people. This is the this is just one iteration of you know the majority fucking with the minority. So I don't want to like ever exclude anyone's like fucking struggle because it's not anyone's. It's just everyone's battling against racism. That's it's everyone's, that's, that's everyone's fight. It's and all, that's so all it fucking boils down to. So in this scene, uh, they kind of they basically pull them over. It's like this is sundown town. You have a black person in the back of your car. Uh, let me like see your ID. Get out of the car. The the most aggressive. I, I, I should also, yeah. I should be doing a voice for how aggressive. I, I know. Oh, what what we doing over it's here? Like, what are you doing there, boy? <laughs> we don't like you. We don't, we don't like you in here. And then he's just kind of being like, oh, like he's in the car. Like it's fine. Like he's like showing his ID. And the other cops even like he can just give me the ID. Yeah. The window. It's like, ma'am, no, ma'am, get you get him out of the car in the pouring rain. And and his, and his racism like transfers to the other cop because at first he was like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, get him out. He's like, all right, all right, get 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 get. Like he gets all like but southern I think that's a, hick, that's a, which, I think, which is a good point. I like. What the I think movie that's a did. very I, good point. I know he did a good job of that subtle shit where it comes. It's the fraternity. Mo- it's it's from the power down. Like most like most bullshit. Like this guy's a new recruit. He's like, wait, why aren't we just giving him? Why aren't we treating him a certain yeah, way? He's can, like, nope, get him out right now. Like. Just okay, yeah. you're my boss. I guess I'll yeah. be an asshole. I have to <laughs> match your intensity. You can, yeah, yeah. Also, you have to match your, your intensity as a fellow police officer. Yeah. You're escalating it, so I have to, I have to escalate it with you now. I guess my guy, like it's fucking stupid. But and that's yeah, when uh, he gets out of the car. He gets and, out of the car, and then they're looking at this. They're checking his IDs and stuff, and that's when the cop. Uh, 
what does he say? He's um he's like, You work for him? What? That's ridiculous. He's like, Yeah, he's my boss. Like, why is he in the backseat and why is he driving? Like, he's my boss, this and that. He's like, Well, who, wh-? I think he says, like, what are you anyway? He's like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Italian, and that's when he says, Oh, you're half N-word yourself. But he oh, actually says yeah. it. Oh yeah, and then Tony punches him in the face. It, dude. Oh my god. And then they end up in a in a, in a jail cell. <laughs> and like I was so pissed, dude. I was like, cause I knew because the scene was gonna happen. I was like, okay, it's rain, this cop's not letting him go, he's gonna get fucked up in some way, shape, or form. But like you can just see um, Shirley's look of just like motherfucker, come on now, yeah. like I'm black down here. Yeah, I, I, my my first thought was like you're not black down here. Like don't fuck with me like this because like I'm gonna get arrested too, dude. Like I'm just here. Which I'm is exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the jail cell. Shirley says like I understand I what so he's like. I understand why my friend is in this cell, but why am I being detained? He literally is being like um he's pleading his case like um excuse me hello um I didn't punch anyone. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> what did I do? You were, you were black uh, in our town you at were, night. You that's were what you did. Yeah, and and sundown towns would have like fucking aggressive shit like that. They would have they have towns on both like uh, points, being like, you better not let the sunset on your on on your black ass in this town. And that was the norm across. Yeah. Like I said before, I, not a southern thing. Northern a lot of northern towns. We'll put a link in our website if you can find it out. If you're staying at sundown towns and where and where they used to be, there's a live map of them that's still get updated to this day. Is it really? Yeah, because the book that I read, the dude James Linton, who was by the way. Look up Gene Linden, guys. Great author. One other book, Lies My Teachers Told Me. Great historical context. It tells a lot about how social studies was bullshit. Not your fault. It's just Common Core sucks. Or whatever the hell the learning system is in America. Here nor there. Fucking, yeah, dude. Like, he has this whole website where you can click on... It's a little outdated now because the book came out in 2005 but it's a website come on now yeah. he gets, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be a map exactly uh, it's like so if, if, if you go there don't be like whoa how shitty is it like there's a it's a site for racist shit do you want to put in all your time and effort into this? it's it's a categorized oh no that paperclip came back he's asking me how I'm doing I'm doing fine paperclip get out of here so you want to learn more about racism <laughs> Click more and find out. It's like, wow, this is really interactive for, for this. Oh my book. god, why does the paperclip have a torch now? <laughs> I thought mean, Clippy was good. Do you want me to be a regular member or the Grand Dragon? Is that, is that, what, is that what that dumb leader is at the Grand Dragon, that dumb wizard club? It's, it's, they, uh, their I names pretty, get I, pretty preposterous. So silly. Like they're fucking playing D&D, dude. Yeah, so, so he's being like, why am I detained? Like, I need my phone call. Let me get my phone call. And they're like, give him his phone call. Yeah. But they probably call him another slur because... You got no, it. No, I think he says give the spook. Maybe I think I think it's one of like the less aggressive, yeah. <laughs> like so, less aggressive slurs. So he calls the um, oh, governor. No, he doesn't call the governor. It wasn't governor. It's, he calls Bobby Kennedy. Uh, what was Bobby Kennedy again? I thought it was the governor. No, he calls, no, he calls Bobby Kennedy because that's that really happened. I, I'm sh- I'm shit like when, what Bobby <sighs> Kennedy was that time because like I thought because because um Tony Lip was like you called the governor so I thought just my brain was like well if Tony knows it's the governor the attorney general <laughs> oh the attorney he's the attorney general, general oh, which really happened because he, he did know Bobby Kennedy mm-hmm. he knew the attorney general again. Different time, different place. Because also, when this happened in real life, when when he called and asked for his help, he's like, "I helped you, this and that." And so he actually stopped the tour because JFK was assassinated like two months after this happened in real life. Oh so shit! He, so because of like, he's like, "I have to, I need to be there for Bobby because he's my friend." Yeah, yeah. And Jesus. he did this for me, so he, he he put his whole tour on pause so he could so he could be at JFK funeral. Oh my god, dude, that's fucking wild! I had no clue that the tour got even. So like he never. So no matter what, Tony wouldn't have gotten all of his money anyway. <laughs> it's like, well, the tour is not finished. <laughs> well, we don't get who got shot. Well, the tour, good, is, tour, is, tour is not done. Well, it's a good thing this movie's only only takes place over two and a half months and not a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. 
Oh my goodness. But yeah, but yeah, so they they get out and then this is when like it's probably the most explosive part like of the movie when like like you know, they're driving back and he's like, You got out the you you let us get out and he's like, I didn't wanna do that, man. Like I didn't ha- I like you think how you think I feel good like asking for a handout like yeah. when I'm doing so the show. He's trying to help all black people. Yeah. And I just uh, and I, I just call from some random the, town the, drunk oh, tank. Dude, the shame I would feel and like embarrassment of just even if I wasn't the reason I was in a drunk tank, just the fact that I had to call the attorney general like bro of the United States. Come on, man. <laughs> Tony. Tony Tony's like that's his job, right? He's supposed to help us out. Like, <laughs> Tony, I, point. I called him in the middle of the night. From some random town. <laughs> this is super shady. Is so fucked up, dude. Like, you're fucking up my image, especially with Shirley. Remember how uncomfortable you were about me being, yeah. picking me up from being gay earlier? Yes. Imagine that, but even to another level. Yeah, or just the fact that, like, I'm I'm a black man in high society. I only have so many bridges I can burn or how many people I can call. Like, what if that was my one favor? And I might need it. Something else might fucking happen yeah. down the line, dude. Like, you On know, this trip! Everybody gets one. <laughs> everybody gets one. Bobby, please. Yeah. Everybody gets one. Oh shit, dude! But yes, but that, but then this is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie because like he's like they get into a fucking tussle about like you know like Tony like I'm blacker than you, et cetera, et cetera, which is fucking I it's it irks the shit out of me when people make this distinction in in real life between like black traits versus white traits when you're talking about like in terms of like diction, speech, like cadence, grammar, like it's just it's it's a lose lose. It's also I, mean, I think this point also is just like culturally. Exactly. Where it's like you don't know who who Aretha Franklin yeah. is. These are your people. Yeah. Where racist, but also I would add to like musicians. Yeah. Like you should know who these musicians are. You, you should know Not the point, but Yeah, no, ex- exactly. But I know, I know I know you're talking about though. Like I I get where you're coming from. It's beyond just that, but for this scene in particular, he's just like, well, listen, like, you know, why are you so mad? Like, well, guess what, dude? Like I'm and like he stops the car cuz he's like I'm fucking done. Like I you can't just say this shit to me anymore. And he gets out. I was like, if I'm not white enough, and I'm not black enough, and I'm not man enough, then what am I? Like, what am I? And I felt like that. And that's the reason why I first when I watched the movie that resonated with me so hard, dude. Because there's such a pressure to just be in a group, regardless of what that group is. Like, people are in at war for like your consciousness and the, if they if you put power or like not even power where you put like any intent to something or if you're like a, if you're a good person people might use that to be like you know wasn't you're good we're gonna you're, we're black we're black together let's just be black together it's like but I don't know you that I don't know you like that <laughs> like I don't care if we're black we're together white together it's like we're not all the fucking same so I've always been like fucking like everyone's someone's always said a comment I've never been in one place where someone's like Oh yeah, you sound like white. I'm like you're one of the black, you're one of the whitest black people I know. It's like I've shut, heard, shut the fuck up. I've heard people say it to him too. Shut I've the fuck. That shut the fuck up, nigga. I'm black as black as can be. I I feel fear when I see a police car. I'm black, so shut the fuck up. And anyone that said to me in the past, I forgive you. But now you know. If you say it to me again, I'll come at you correct in public. I'll flame the fuck out of you. Kevin's been there. Where I've, where I've embarrassed people. It's been pretty funny. <laughs> I've never been dumb enough to say it. Cause why would I think that? It's yeah. fucking stupid. Real dumb. Real dumb. But come correct. I wasn't surprised when I people say it to him. Yep. And so like that's the reason why I liked like when I talk about the characterization. It, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that aspect of the movie. So like the alienation that surely feels a lot of people can feel that alienation if they're excluded from a group they think they should belong to regardless of what like the yeah, race absolutely. is like just like that concept of like just being a part of something just being a part of something like and he doesn't feel like he's a part of that like bro like that fucks you up like regardless of what that group may may be like you you're you may want their pain even though they're you know you know consciously their pain doesn't matter but 
It's come on now, like that. He seemed they, like a really complicated. I man know, man. Real life, he though. was he was a smart dude. Like it's hard to like fucking he that like um Tony was saying he was like that man's so fucking smart, dude. Like he's just thinking all the fucking time, and his lifestyle too. He's lonely, like just a just a traveling musician. That life in the '60s, bro. <laughs> yeah. I imagine like doing now. Like at least you got a fucking plane, but you're road tripping the shit. I mean, even with his trios, like his trios changed all the time. Really? Like like in real life, his trio in this movie wasn't his trio at the time of this tour. It was a different two guys. So his trio would be different sometimes. So like even with them, he probably didn't wasn't super close with. Yeah, no. So he would have to like just always like pick up and just do the same do the same thing. But it, even if you love it, it's still like work. You're still doing a job, and yeah. you don't have something to come back to. Like bro, that's that's misery. I feel so I feel so bad like for for Shirley. So I got and I think the only reason why I resonate so much because Marshall Ali is a fucking talented good motherfucking actor. actor boy. Second Oscar for this Hell movie. Hell yeah, motherfucker! What was his first one? Uh, Moonlight. Oh. I, <laughs> That movie was fucking good, yeah. but intense. Like, like that was a tough watch. That, that, was, that, that was an intense movie, but really good in it. That proves my point. Like, he's just he knows the fuck he's doing. It's, so after that, like I think like how, the, how, how do they resolve that blowout? I know he blows up, and then, I, th- I think it's mostly he just blows. I think it's more of just an emotional thing of like he just needs to let this out. Yeah, and Tony just lets him let it out, and then they get back in the car. Okay, and just I, was, I wasn't sure if there was like Tony had said something else after like he fucking just screamed. I don't. At I don't him remember. Or, I think okay. it's just. I think he just, it's something more of just, he just needs to work through it emotionally. Gotcha. So this is where we're at like the last leg of the tour now. Mm-hmm. And they're in, um, are they in Birmingham? Um, I think you're right. Yep. I said Birmingham. They're in right. Birmingham. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, just last stop of the tour. Uh, they, they get to this nice hotel where you think everything's going to be great. They're like, you can park right here in the front because you're the guest of honor. And he's like, well, maybe this is going to be a little different than I thought. And then he sees his dressing room and it's literally a broom closet. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, well, I, I guess know. you take what you can one get. Last, one last, last leg of it. Fuck it. Like, so this, I've been dealing with the racism this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what's, 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 at that point, too, I feel that. It's like, what's the fuck's fuck one? It. It's like moving. Like, okay, I got one more box. What's one more? <laughs> one more fucking box. One more box. Yeah, fuck it. So then uh, Tony then goes and has... Uh, Dinner with the other members of the uh, the trio mm-hmm. in the in the dining hall where Doctor Shirley playing. is going to be playing that yeah. night, and he's sitting there just being like, "Man, I don't understand how Doctor Shirley takes all this shit. Like, I would, I would, I would punch, murder, like, I, would, I would not yeah. put up with this shit." And they're like, "You don't understand. Like, he has, like, he didn't, like, he chose to do this tour. Like, he could have been playing like in up upstate." making way, way more money, but he didn't. He chose to do this tour because he wanted to see the country. And also he tells him the story of what happened to Nat King Cole, where back in 1956, Nat King Cole was performing at the Municipal Auditorium in Birmingham, Alabama. And in the middle of a performance, a bunch of Klansmen got on stage and just beat the crap out of him. Yeah. And what, what do you know? I knew, was that the 50s? Like, it was 1956 like, when damn, that happened. dude. Like, that's fucking wow. That wasn't that long ago. But like, so, um, do you get me dragged off stage for being black in a town? Because, and, he, and, no, and, because and, he was, quote, singing white songs. What a fucking... A black what, man singing white songs. What a dumb, dumb thing to say. It's like the culture, like, there's been an exchange of, like, music for, like, years between like any ugh, I just hate it so much yeah. dude. it's so stupid it's <laughs> Did, didn't you say that people like look like fucking hillbilly fucks like they should if you guys get a chance uh, <laughs> try to look up the people that attack Nat King Cole the one dude is literally like overweight and cross-eyed like he looks like a like a someone did like a putty version of a person like stop motion <laughs> he's like yep that's my first draft it's like if I just said overweight overweight racist you would just picture this man like, overweight racist from the 60s or overweight overweight, so overweight like a weird dopey mustache She's just does he have a mustache? I don't know. I, th- I thought the other taller, less dopey one had a mustache. All like, three of the film that I, that we had pictures of were all like they all just look 
like like stupid racist, ignorant, racist yeah, yeah, ig- ignorant fucks because and also to uh, even even to that point it's like they look like backwater hicks like most like racism occurs in small towns because of, like isolation like you don't know like you don't expose anything if you're ignorant all you have is like what you're exposed to like you know second hand or third hand especially if it's like back then at least now we have television let's say like you don't know black people or chinese people wherever the fuck like at least you can look online google whatever <laughs> like but back then they're like what do you mean black what do you mean, like, what do you mean you're, you're, uh, what do you call it? We mean Jap- Japanese. You mean Chinaman? Like, no, 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 I'm Japanese. No, 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 I don't understand that. So, I, I feel bad for people that don't have, like, culture. <laughs> I feel bad for these people because chances are if they hadn't grown up in an all white town, like, they had no choice being, like, fucking feeling that way. Because racist ideas are poison, bro. Like, they're just, yeah. it's hard to fucking get it out. Like, it's, especially when you think it's right. Like, if you've been taught your whole life that's right, like, ugh, I can't imagine. Like, it's, uh, I feel, I feel so bad. They're so dumb. So this is when, so after Tony hears this story about what happened in that King Cole, he, um, Shirley's about to come into the restaurant and they're kind of like, there's something awkward happening between him and, and the maitre d'. Uh, and the maitre d'. And of course you know what's happening. They're not letting him in. Yeah. We've all, we've seen the scene three or four times in the movie already. You can't come in. It's against the, it's against the restaurant Black, policy. Black, white, gobble, gobble. It's against club policy. We don't let them. We, we You can't eat in here. It's against the rules. And it's like, well, he's going to play for you guys. Are you serious? Can, 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 we, can we get one fucking exception? Like, this one time. Like, even Tony's, like, getting more mad than Shirley. He's yeah. like, come on, man. Like, he's he's tired of his friend. Because now Shirley's, like, at least his confidant because it's been, like, two months. How long has it been? Two months? I mean, two months. Yeah, two months. So he's like, come on, bro. Like, I'm watching my, my, my new boy, like, get fucked over again. Like, it's the last day. Exhausting. Let, on, this dude. is the last leg of the tour. Like, seriously. And they're like, <sighs> we'll let you, like, uh, we'll, we'll get you whatever you want for the and you and you can eat it in your dressing room. And, yeah, even, and even Tony's like, Tony's like, that. are you serious? Yeah, like, that. In that broom closet? Yeah, fuck you. And that's when he makes the stand. Where he's like, I'm either I'm eating in this room or I am not performing tonight. And then the guy's trying to like bribe Tony. He's like, we'll take him to the Orange Bird down the street. He can eat there. And it's like, you think you can bribe me? And he's about to like beat the shit out of him. And that's when Charlie comes up to him and he's like, if you, Tony, if you want me to perform, I'll perform. But if you don't, then I won't. And then we just cut to the Orange Bird, yeah. which is like this. It's just like a bar. I mean, just kind you know, of like a bar you'd yeah, see now. Yeah, like, like a very like classic like dive bar. Yeah, dive like, bar with yeah. a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, the live band. Yeah. Classic juke, juke joint. Man, that's why I, I love the little line. I was just like, man, I need to start saying that next time I go into little bars I've never been before. He goes, he goes, well, um, we'll take two of whatever your 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 special, what yeah, you're known, oh, whatever you're known for. I'm oh, like, yeah, that, like that, I need to start doing my own random bars. Like that's like, a boss move. Like man. let me just get whatever you're famous for. I'll yeah, eat that. hell yeah, simple. And then you're like, you, it's a little surprise. Like, hey, yeah. tell me, just give me your special, give me a thing like you fuck everyone yeah, tells, talks like, about. Catfish something. No, he's like, no, he says two orange birds because it's like the name of the restaurant. Oh, is that what? Yeah, he says two orange birds. I remember. Message makes sense. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So then that's when, you know, Shirley decides to get on stage and play his music because the girl behind the bar is like, you're, you're in a nice suit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I made, it was really funny because when the girl was like, because like, this, Tony's walking in, it's a white dude, it's a black bar. We have, yeah. it's, 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 it's a black bar. Yeah, Tony's the only white guy in there. Yeah. And but he that, doesn't get any like, looks or anything, does he? No, he, well, people are just kind of like, just kind of not, not aggressively mean looks, but even like, what? All right, well, And then when the, the bartender looks at him, she's like, are you a cop? He's like, do I look Irish? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I, I, I lost it each time because that was that was common. Like that was that was actually a true fact that like most Irish people, like or most policemen, like eighteen, nineteen hundreds, like they were all a lot of them were Irish. Like that was like the stereotype comes from like I like to see hair. I know that that comes from like true facts. <laughs> So that's when they're like the girls just like, oh look at you all dressed up. Like what do you do? And he's like, oh um he's a pianist. And it's like don't tell me, show me. 
He tells him to get on stage. Yeah, boy. And he starts playing the classical stuff and... Killing it. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember... I talk... Oh yeah, I after the, after the second I can't remember the first or second time I I watched the movie, but I'm telling Kevin I'm like I kind of want all the black people to boo him, <laughs> like boo Lee classical. This boo. is a juke joint. What the hell is this? Give me the saxophone and get the fuck off the Sam stage. Cook. <laughs> Sam Cook, Sam Cook, Sam <laughs> Cook. Oh, but they were like mesmerized as they would. Like you're not gonna be an asshole. Yeah, if someone's like actually playing. Like what the hell? They, but then he just kills it. But then he starts kind of like scatting yeah, with, yeah, with the then, classical. Because then like, the band comes on, they're like, mm-hmm. like, come on, can you keep up? And he starts playing like that fun kind of jazz. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just, it was a nice. That was once again a nice scene. The movie makes you feel good. Yeah, and it's like yeah, good. There's. This, he, and it also showed Shirley like he does have a, a place in, in blackness like it, just for his character arc yeah. where it's like I don't think I belong but it's like no man like that's in your head and like don't worry so much about that because these people like your talent like they ain't give a shit how you dress or what you sound like because they it gives a fuck like it was it was good for everybody yeah. and then and when they leaving when they're leaving the place we get to see if Tony actually did have a gun or not from the from the very beginning if the bluff was real surprise <laughs> because Shirley being a rich boy, like he doesn't know you don't flash your fucking wad of money at the uh, at the bar, and so the, the camera pan real fast. Two dudes like take notice of that, and then Tony take notice of them noticing that, being like, okay. And then he was like, before we go to the car, blah, blah, shoots the shit in the air, and then two dudes like like cockroaches scuttle yeah, away, they scuttle away from the car, <laughs> the car, and then fucking. Uh, uh, Shirley's like, I knew you had a gun. <laughs> I fucking knew you had it. He was like, you never, sh- never flash a lot of cash like that. Hell yeah. Bar. No matter what, 1960s or now, don't flash yeah, you money. Say, bro. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Shirley? Because that's another thing, too. The movie's like, he's rich and like blah, blah, blah. Like, you know not to do that in fucking public, regardless of like your class. And also, too, it, I was going to tell you this. Did you notice that in the scene when, when Tony first faked the gun? Uh, the the the, the, Don, the dude that's with him in the Shirley trio, it really quickly it flashes to his his to his to his eyes go down and his eyes get real wide. So that was the first that was the first hint. Oh, I didn't notice that, that at was, all. That was the first hint that the gun was real because, oh. because like he does it, and he's like oh shit. But it was so quick and it was like maybe he was like and first I was like maybe he's like being surprised he's bluffing. But that was the first hint to the audience. I know the gun's there. That's the gun, cool. Like, I didn't no, I didn't notice that. The second watch, I was like oh damn, here we go, there we go. Thanks movie vision storytelling my guy <laughs> but yeah so they get they get back in the car and they're like you know what let's fuck it let's drive all the way it's christmas eve yeah. is it christmas eve now uh, i think it's like the day before christmas eve. day before christmas so it's okay. like hey like we can still make it so then they they, they drive Just, the whole way there and they of course they get pulled over by a cop one more time one the cop, more time and they're like oh great here we go again and this time there's snow on back the ground yeah, it's like, and oh, Tony's Jesus. just like, what? What did we do? He's like, is there a problem? And he's like, yeah, there's a problem. You got a flat tire. <laughs> Let me help you. I'm going to be a good police officer. <laughs> help you, watch you change the tire, direct traffic yeah, around you. Dr. Shirley can sit in the back with his little cocoa. Yeah, and his little blanket. <laughs> is your blanket okay, Dom? <laughs> is, your, is your blanket warm? Oh, my God. Oh. And then at that point, they go back, and then they, they're at home, and they have dinner. Don Shirley goes home. Yeah, he's back. I, but yeah, so no, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah, well, actually, I have another fan theory about the movie. I I, I had a crazy fan theory about about Green Book. Okay, where, did where, we touch on that I, part of the story yet? Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Where okay. where where, okay. where um the the I mean, I mean yeah, Shirley drops him off at you know 
He makes it home for Christmas. Like, yeah, Shirley yeah, drives to drive so drive. Vigo can sleep. Yes, 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 yes. And so he makes it home, and then at first Shirley leaves because, like, actually I'm lonely. Then he comes back. And then at the very end of, like, the movie, the last shot is uh, Tony's... I, I feel bad that I forget. Do you remember Tony's wife's name in the movie? Because I hate not remembering... It's, it's, it's Linda Cardellini. It, it's Linda Cardellini. I don't know the character's name. I hate not remembering people's names. No but we have yeah, Linda Cardellini's character um, in the movie hugs Shirley, and he's like, thanks for helping Tony with the lettuce. And then, like, he's... And he, like, looks at her and, like, pulls back and hugs the bitch again. He's like, ah, get in here. Like, you're fucking... I knew it. was a sweet moment. It was really sweet. And then I had a fan theory that, like, uh, Don Shirley whispers, he's like, I almost took him from you, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then Linda, like, he's like, oh, we surely. (laughs) I had him in the palm of my hat. He loves you a lot. (laughs) Loves you a lot. But, yeah, so that was... um, yeah, that was Green Book. Um, that was Green Book. And, um, but you know, I, at the end of the day, like, I think the movie um, did its job. The movie yeah. did its job. It was good. It wasn't amazing, but it's good. I liked it. Of all the, of all, like, the feel good, like, we're going to solve racism type movies, like, it wasn't that pandering. I liked the, I liked the subtext of the, like, the things that were going on, the class shit, like, the alienation about, like, uh, you know, uh, Don Shirley's character that resonated with me. So maybe I'm a little biased and like, why I liked it, but it doesn't, it's my, fuck, it's my review. Like, I, it, the movie, the movie piqued my interest in multiple ways besides just a black and a white guy. So that's, yeah. For this podcast, that, that's great that wasn't just about that it stood up on its own even if it was like a buddy cop movie or whatever the fuck like I would want to see Viggo Mortensen and Michelle Lee do another movie together oh my god I do want to see that now don't you like a buddy cop movie that like an action movie together right like, awesome that's what Green Book showed me like those two should keep working together yeah like, those they're two great should, together they're phenomenal together so if, if the movie just does that it did his fucking job yeah <laughs> so alright so um, so this has been Black and My Review deuces <laughs>